Welcome everyone to the second part of the Dungeons and Dagons No Man's Land special. We'll be picking up right where we left off with part two of No Man's Land against the Starspawn. In part one... You said people are going to die? Yes, people are going to die. In part one, our heroes, our soldiers, the devil dogs, members of the Lost Battalion, found themselves stranded and alone in the Argon Forest, thrust up against unimaginable evils. Although they managed to survive the first night and appear to be safe at the moment, little do they know that their ordeal has only just begun. Pick yourselves up off the cold, muddy ground as the wind subsides. <laughs> Looking behind you, you see that the church is gone. Not a stone remains. Nothing but a heap of what looks like molten glass and dry, flaky ash. A few pools of greenish liquid bubble and steam along the heaps, glowing slightly in the early morning light whole scene is lit in the eerie blue light emanating from the crystal the old priest gave Private Broden. All around you stand the silent buildings of the village. You can almost feel the eyes of the dead following your every move. A strange feeling overcomes you. A strange dread born in the pit of your stomach that floods your head and bears down on you like a weight. Some massive presence that seems as if it's trying to bore through your temples. But, at the moment, you appear to be physically safe. What would you like to do? Cry. <laughs> Go into the fetal that, position. That's, that's, my, that's my job. You're still half <laughs> You're still doing okay. I nearly died of that explosion. Just get it. Examine the crystal that Bruce Gap gave me. Very well. Uh, I would like you to please attempt a uh, a cult check oh, if you have one. No. Can I help him with that? Ah, yes, you may help him. I have a cult. I also need first aid for my back. <laughs> uh, wait, what's the base for a cult? Oh, it's five. Five. Ah, okay, well that's nineteen. Ready to go again, I help. Eighteen. Right. <laughs> well, well, you're close. Do you want to spend thirteen life for that one? <laughs> no. You can so. hand it to Rico, and Rico can have a look <laughs> you, at it. You, magic man, help! <laughs> no, not for that one. Uh, it's just a pass. Thirty-four. Mm -hmm. Thirty-four. So you take the crystal and you hand it to Rico, <laughs> and Rico, you place. The crystal and the books that you were given on the ground before you and then you pick up this slightly glowing blue gem and you examine it it appears to be a variety of quartz but one that you know shouldn't be found in this part of the continent you think back on what you've heard of strange crystals and their connection to the occult and you remember hearing of a story of a strange quartz crystal 
that was brought to a French abbey by a Catholic inquisitor who gained it during his long travels. The crystal was apparently enchanted so that the mental energy patterns of an evil spirit would create resonances in the crystal's structure, causing it to glow with an eerie blue light. Based on what happened in the church just hours ago, there would appear to be some truth to this, as the crystal did begin to glow brightly before all hell broke loose. So, it's like a warning system. Perhaps. Cool, I'd like to... I <laughs> said I'd really like to take my field medics kit and try and work on what's left of my back here, because I'm in a bad way right Very now. Very well, go ahead and make a first aid check. You have two uses of your kit left. Oh, shit, I thought we had more. No, well, technically we were down to one, but then, yeah, then you got a medical use. supplies for a second. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 32, that's a hard pass. Hard pass, very well. You may gain 1d3 HP. Yeah. Any major wounds you have. Yeah. That's a major wound. Better than a kick in your pants. Better than being in a fucking explosion. <laughs> How's everyone <laughs> else looking in terms of HP? Nine. Uh, seven on con. With my three, I'm now up to six. <laughs> well, that's better than nothing. So perhaps these better, better than the other guy. Yeah, yeah, better than that other nameless soldier. Better than our old point of the point man. And so it might Good be old worth, pointy. Might be worth saving the last use of your medical kit for an emergency. You mean this is not an emergency? <laughs> well, I was gonna say they call the dead one pointy. <laughs> Pressing emergency. And so. Now that you've examined the crystal and done your best attempt at patching up your wounds, what, about the book? what would you Ow. like to do? Oh, you oh, may yeah, I should probably check the books oh, as well. You may <laughs> just ow. Oh, fixing <laughs> back. Ow. Archaeology's gonna help with this. Yes, yes. Broomstick, make an archaeology check. How engineer and demolitions expert oh, got the archaeology? Oh, what about oh. 88? Oh. Uh, okay, um just gotta show this to our lovely keeper. The word print of Lovely. So, those of you who are into Call of Cthulhu, Chaosium has just announced they are reprinting the campaign Beyond the Mountains of Madness. Sounds like a pleasant drive in the hills. Mm -hmm. uh, so, would you like to push your archaeology roll? I will. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry for the interruption. No, you're right. Uh, 77, so 77. I no help at all. This um, book is indeed yeah, old. A book. Uh, <laughs> it's so, an old book. Boomstick, what you could tell is that this tome appears to be very ancient, probably at least a century or two old. However, if there is a history to this book, it eludes your understanding. I would, however, like uh, Rico to make a French check. Oh, is it French? Oh, that's a hard pass. It's 13. Ooh, lovely. So, this tome is a great leather-bound book with several bookmarks sticking out of it. Its title is barely readable as Le Chronique de l'Abbé de Saint-Michel, or The Chronicle of the Abbey of Saint Michael. It appears to contain an account of the history of this abbey, which you presume has since become the simple church in this sleepy Argon village. There are various pages that are bookmarked and you take about 
an hour seated there in the shade of one of the um, empty, silent houses, uh, translating a number of these pages. At the moment, you have time to translate only one, which I'll provide to you. That's players hand out oh, four. Go on, Rico. This is why I need to pass this an hour translating. Yep. <laughs> Mind if I check the house or two, just see if there's any supplies? Yes, yeah. you may. Right. I would like you to make a uh, hard spot hidden, hidden check, please. And while he does that, may I attempt to do first aid myself? Yes, you may. So, since I don't have anything in spot hidden, and it's 25%. Yep, so you'll around. have to get... Uh, just do a normal one. Run the 25%. Uh, 76, that's not going to help. And I yeah. just got the base 20, so that would be one. Yep, one. Um, and that's your use of first aid for the day, unless you decided to use the last use in the kit. <sighs> well, ten's better than nothing. Exactly. Um, so Boomstick, while uh, Broden attempts to patch up some of his wounds, you search through the houses, and unfortunately, all you are able to find... Is the dead. May I Mo do an attempt? Yes, but I'll finish describing okay, what yep, Boomstick found. Most of them are still in their beds, while a few sit in chairs or lay sprawled in doorways. Everyone, men, women, children, even dogs and cats, are dead. Just like the Germans back in the collapsed <laughs> dugout, the corpses all have a greyish pallor to their skin and ominous dark patches under their eyes and at their jawlines. Broden, you spent most of that hour patching up your wound, so would you like to make a hard spot hidden check Ooh. to search through the house? May I push that? Yes, you can. Nope. You found nothing at all. Yeah. Well, you have a brief search of the houses. Broomstick seems to have covered most of them. And, yeah, all you're able to find is the withered bodies of the dead, expired foodstuffs, and nothing that would be of immediate use. Certainly no medical supplies or ammunition. We'll go to the next time, lads. Next time. And how is Rico doing on reading that page? Um, I can read it out if you want me to go. Would you guys like to hear what it says? Please? Yes. What do Alright, just a heads up in advance for Rose. It's going to be a bit of a read because there's a lot of small print, so let's yep. get this rolling. And I also apologize if I don't pronounce some of these right, but we'll just say I uh, false track. Yeah. We'll just say Rico didn't get the translation perfect. And so Garus, king of the Romans, was much distressed at the words of the messengers. The son of Childeric, Clovis, king of Franks, had overcome the garrison at Tetri and stood uncontested in the countryside. So Garus roused his armies, but was eight months in the readying. Before he met the Frank at Susans, the army of Clovis did much mischief in the land, and great ills did fall the people. For Clovis did not recognize the one true god, and did worship at false pagan idols. The henchmen of the pagan king did great mischief. Oh, wait, wait, you missed that part. Did it, did it, did it, did it. Ah, henchmen of the king did great mischief in the land. Ah, oh, mischief under the folk of all Neustria. And warlocks arose. The witch did spread great evil, even unto the lands of our dear abbey. These things come to pass when Martin of Chartres 
May everlasting God grant peace unto his soul, did preside over the folk of Ferrot and Sante Michael as abbot in the year of our Lord 486. The people of Ferrot were greatly distressed when a plague was visited them in autumn after harvest tide. The evil did strike at night, killing the aged or young as they slept with no amount of prayer or vigilance might keep the evil spirits away. As Hellamas drew nigh, many more fell to this most strange sickness, and the folk of Ferrot all complained of fatigue which lay upon them like a measure of lead. The plague devils left no mark upon the dead save to make their visage ashen and marked under the eyes and at the neck. Tales came unto Abbot, Martin of missing livestock, and a coven of witches that did frolic and minister black masses around a great black standing stone which was known of an ill rumor. These witches, the people said, moved unseen by night and drank the humors of the innocents, stealing their blood and so killing them. Then Abbot Martin saw a vision, and in his vision a great pestilence spread across the land. And from its corruption was born a great serpent. The serpent did raise a great stone pillar, and did then break the great seals that John the prophet had writ of, and it so did call the beast from beneath the sea, which would destroy the world. Abbot Martin was sorely troubled by this vision, and sent word to the bishop at Rems, and did entreat him to, for his aid. The bishops did send a friar to Farrell, who said that the vision was of God, a prophecy of ills to come. Friar also said a priest had been sent, for who would render succor unto the abbot and his people. A priest, uh, a priest did venture into the abbey, one Nikolai by name, who had travelled much of the wide world under the grace of God, and who had confronted the deceiver in many guises. Nikolai did question the folk of Ferrot about the nature of the pestilence and sorrows dealt by the warlocks of the Black Stone, and did doister himself long within his cell, praying to our Lord for divine wisdom and guidance, and also reading various books which he had brought with him. One day, Brother Guramin did go unto Nikolai's cell and read some of the books he found there, whereupon he did scream and fell into a swoon. There was great wonder at this, and the abbot called Nikolai before him. Nikolai spoke of the book, saying this book is written with the very stuff of foulness and damnation. Long ago, a Persian prophet of Lucifer did penetrate in the Gospels of the Deceiver. Much blasphemy and temptation is written there within. The matter so vile that only the strongest men of faith might read of it and not lose their immortal souls. Abbot Martin did ask of him the name of this strange book, and Nikolai did name it Al Agif. Ah, Al Azif. Not Azif, as it is in the Yes. Abbot Martin then spoke, saying that the book was a tool of evil and should be consigned to fire in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ <clears throat> before great ill should issue therefrom. But Nikolai did object with great force, saying that the servants of Satan did often weave the seeds of their own undoing in their wickedness, and men that know the ways of the beast might better thwart the schemes of the fiend. So it was the witches of the black stone spoke Nikolai. In the foul book he, he found the true nature of the demons which plague Ferrot, and also the means to exercise them. Abbot Martin was much troubled, but bade Nikolai speak on. Nikolai read long from the Arab book. Books? Yeah, books then read a chant which might unbind the power of the demons, which the Arab named Loigor. Long had they slumbered in hell, deep within the earth, until the strife and pain of Clovis and his war roused them onto earth. 
where they do walk, unseen, stealing the very souls of the innocent while they sleep or smiting their enemies in great conflagrations of brimstone. Nikolai went to the Black Stone. The pagans and their demon friends even then sought to rouse the beast through their black rites. Nikolai stood firm and did make the chant writ in the Arab books. The demons made a great wind of a storm of fire, but Nikolai stood firm in the strength of the Lord. Then did the demons call a great serpent from the earth, a dragon, which made great destruction, but Nikolai stood unmoved. He finished the verse, and the demons did flee back into hell, and the serpent was undone, and the pagans did meet holy retribution. May it please the Lord our God and his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, King of Kings. Nikolai did depart, but left a jewel which he said was Greek, and would shine with green fire should the Loigar come near again. Brother Maynard did copy the pages from the Arab book, so that the means to defeat the demons might abide with the abbots of Farut, so the pestilence was lifted. May God, may the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be praised in the year of our Lord, 486. So, a name has finally been given to your unseen enemy, and well done. Hey! A name has finally been given to your unseen enemy, the Loigor. So, Rico, I'd like you to do an occult check now, please. Sand check, please. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I can mm -hmm. see through time. Uh, no, not going to do it. Yeah. You've not... This is all new to you. Nothing... None of the terms in this passage stand out. Although they certainly unsettle you. There is more in the book to be translated, but perhaps this is not the time. I'd like you all to make power checks. Oh, great. Oh, that's a hard pass. Uh, 33. I can pass that. Just a pass for me. Normal pass. One off a hard pass. Hard for me. Suddenly, the three of you begin to feel a strong feeling that you are being watched. Shadows seem to move on their own at the edges of your vision, and faint whispers can almost be heard. Feelings of vague dread and despair begin to wash over you, seemingly engulfing this tiny village. And I'd like all three of you to make sand checks, please. Oh, boy. How's my sand looking? Uh, that's a fail. That's a 50, which is a fail for me as well. 30, that's well. a pass for me. For a pass, it is zero. For Yay! a fail, it will be one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're just easing back into the... <laughs> and... You know, what the next one will be? Oh, yeah, you failed that. That'll be a D20. <laughs> so, you saw an Eldritch God. That's all you said. And so, what would you mm. like to do? Uh, do you believe shit. it is time to leave the village? Or... And resume the arduous trek back to your the rest of your battalion. Get or, the hell out of dodge. Yeah, like I to try and translate more of the book. Um, as much as I'd like to sit down and translate more of that, this is probably not the best time if yeah. more of things could be yeah. coming for us. You Very well. Lost your gun, didn't you? No, he oh, got, no, he's got, got, he got, he got pointers. Thank God he did, because. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it okay, duck and weave, duck and weave. I was gonna say, yeah, poor bastard took two forty-five handguns with him when he died. Bastard. Very well. At the oh fuck, he had the radio. Yeah, he did. Oh, oh shit. fuck. Yeah, he had the radio. Oh, the radio is 
God. Well, radio is still part of your equipment list, so you do have access to it. No, but it was on him when yeah, he died, and yeah. then the explosion. So no, it's. And to be fair, the rest of you don't know how to use the radio. Yeah, anyway. Not the point. Not the point. We could have at least tried, but it doesn't really matter yeah, now. Yeah, I could fix that. So yes. no, radio is dust. But for now, Shit. I would like a navigate check, please, to help nope. determine. The best direction from uh, the village. God, he had navigate as well. No, I have navigate. I mean, yeah, you yeah. Had better navigate them. May I push that? Yes. Oh, I only I, I saw a one and I got really excited. Uh, hooray! Wait. Well, we're fucked. <laughs> we're we going around and around back and to around. <laughs> back to our well, footprints. You determine the rough direction you must take. From the village that will lead you back to the valley where the rest of the battalion is stranded, but it may not be the best route and yep. it's probably going to lead you around and take a while. And so, which way we're going? Fairly certain that you found the correct way to go. You leave the village and are once again consumed by the shadows of the Argon Forest. At least it's during the day. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like something. a yeah. survival check, please. Yeah, that I can do. My goodness, survival. I have. What, what's I have fifty. Oh, okay. Again, the medic. Well, you can take one as well, just to be safe. Oh, that's thirty-nine. That's a pass. Thirty-four. Pass for you too. Pass me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We proceed into the forest. And after you've gone about a hundred yards, the glow in the crystal fades, and with it, the feelings of foreboding. Bumbling about in the in the early in the grey early dawn is potentially dangerous, and besides, you are all exhausted. However, because a survival check has been passed. You manage to avoid passing through the most treacherous parts of the terrain. And so, as each of you is carrying 50 to 70 pounds of gear, and your overcoats are holding another 30 pounds of water and mud, I would like each of you to make a hard con check, but with oh. advantage. Oh, oh nice. Thank hard you. Hard advantage. That is a pass from me, that was a 28. Explosion fucked me up, I failed. <laughs> I failed. Yeah. Oh shit, I'm yeah. gonna with that. Yeah, I was gonna say, you're infantry, you're used to this sort of shit. Yeah. I'm a medic, <laughs> this is far outside of my field of expertise. So while Private Broden seems to be coping with the strain, plus I nearly died last Three of you have not slept in almost two days by this point, and the exhaustion <laughs> is overwhelming. Will receive a twenty percent penalty to all rolls until you manage to rest. Oh, no. However, thanks to passing your survival check, about an hour or two into this arduous hike, you find a gully that might serve as an adequate campsite. There's enough flat land that you should be able to sit down and have a rest, and it's concealed by a thick tree line on all sides, meaning you may be able to start fire here and keep it concealed. Alright, I think he's got, you know, he should take the sleep now or yeah. myself to help up to gain advantage on stealth. 
I was gonna say, as much as I'd like to try and keep them so they're not trying to do the nightfall, it's not gonna matter if we're fucking exhausted. A 20 penalty? Yeah, to everything. Yeah. It's like, yeah, basically anything we don't have a stat in is just an auto fail. So yeah, fuck it, nap time. So uh, I'm assuming like, like mud everywhere. Like yeah. So yeah, I mud myself. Yeah, mud just Come on, kill me! I'm here, do it! No, don't kill me, I'm scared. Hey, don't, don't kill me, I want to hear. And are you setting up a fire? Or do you deem that too risky? Do you pick one anyone, or do we just do a hell of a lot of soldiers to get really close and comfortable? Look, we've gone through enough, I'm pretty sure it's not going to matter if we hug, just a little command or Exactly. Yeah, very well. You've deemed it. Perhaps safer to not start a fire. And Private Broden, I would like you to make a stealth check. Considering the last time somebody tried lighting a match around there, around things just got their head blown off. Yeah. We're trying not to bring attention to ourselves. Uh, we don't push that. Go ahead. That. Oh, pass by one. Yeah. 39. Okay. So stretch a little closer next time. You managed to lather the three of you in mud, <laughs> tree branches, leaves. My and... god, we've invented the ghillie suit. <laughs> <laughs> Do an adequate job of camouflaging the three of you, so when you huddle in the middle of this gully, that oh, no, the, these two are huddling, I'm yeah, you're, you're yep. taking well, points. You cover somewhere. yourself up and you hide in the tree line and you manage to you, first of all, you mud them up so that when they huddle together, they look at first to just be a clump in the no middle of the gully. See you. And we don't feel like fighting. And then you climb up into one of the trees and perch there, adequately concealed with branches, leaves, dirt. Should anyone walk past, they'll have a chance of seeing you if they attempt a close inspection, but upon first <clears throat> glance, they should be able to, they should pass by without noticing you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you happen to have a pistol on your belt, or? No, I have a rifle and a banner. Unfortunately, the only one of us that had pistols was the... Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 you meant that. Ah, uh, uh, just... Uh... I don't have any hand grenades either, so maybe just shift that potato masher elsewhere, buddy. <laughs> is that just a, is that a first that... aid kitty? You just happened to see me. <laughs> Wait. Oh, this, this, this pineapple will get proposed to me. <laughs> okay. First of all... Rico and Boomstick, I'd like you to make constitution checks to determine... Oh, that one's a three. That one fucking... Yeah, crit. I just needed... Oh, no! Did he get a hundred? He did. He can push it still. Please. Please do. <laughs> Any, uh, literally anything he gets better. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, see, we just need a quick nap. <laughs> despite... Despite the uncomfortable conditions and the cold can. wind and drizzle, two of you huddle together and sheer exhaustion <laughs> takes over. You manage to only sleep for two, three hours, but this does you wonders. Yeah. And you will wake feeling adequately refreshed. As you slumber, I'd like you both to make power checks, please. Come on. Come on. That's 13. That's one off a freaking... 52. That's a one. pass. Oh, that's a hard pass. Nearly a crit. <laughs> I'm back, baby. 
Wow, that mud did wonders to keeping <laughs> back wounds. Awesome. As you sleep, mud, mud bath works wonders. As you sleep, you are haunted by the ripples left in your subconsciousness by your unseen enemy. You experience terrible but unrememberable nightmares. Something about snakes and death worming their way into your minds. But when you awaken, you can remember only vague snatches of these fitful dreams. While they sleep, Private Broden, I'd like you to make a spot hidden check. Oh no, spot hidden is. 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. That's a 9! Damn, he sees everything. Bro what do your elf eyes see? <laughs> what do your elven eyes see? <laughs> you sit in the tree branch and keep a lookout. But for the first couple of hours, your watch is uneventful. It's in the third hour that you catch a flicker of movement in your left eye. You turn to face it. There, just beyond the tree line, you see three shadowy figures making their way through the forest. They walk in your direction. What would you like to do? Walking or shambling? Walking. Well, you can't tell, they're just moving slowly in your direction. Uh, just keep watching. Um, the closer I when you say I'm in a tree line, am I in a tree or on the ground? You're up on top, in, in the branches. Um, the pine cones in the tree. Make a luck check, please. Hey, that's a pass. There are pine cones attached to the tree branches. And to break one off. I would like to make a throw check if I can to throw the pine cone in the, like, a far away. Very well, distance. make a throw check, please. That is a one. You break off a pine cone and you throw it in the direction of the figures, but far enough away that it will draw them away from your present location. They turn, hearing it, and then you hear snatches of conversation, human voices oh. coming from the figures. You recognise the language as French, but you can't understand what they are saying. As you've done a good job of concealing your makeshift campsite, the figures pass below you, but do not see you. And as they pass below you, you manage to catch a glimpse of them. Three men, long, bedraggled hair, unkempt beards, skin pockmarked with dirt and mud. Two of them are wearing German greatcoats. The third one wears an American army uniform. Uh, Alright, uh, I assume there's just a walking They're still it. walking past you. You can attempt to get their attention if you like. Alright, um, are these like actual soldiers? Are these more like the... You, you can tell that their facial hair and their appearance is not something that would uh, not something that would typically fly for a professional soldier. Alright, just in case I'd like to um, 
get, get another Pycone and drop it on these two to wake them up. Alright, make a throw check, please. That is a... Normal pass, 33. Okay. You grab a Pinecone and you toss it at the two soldiers bundled together in the middle of the gully. And it hits Rico on the side of his head. He groans and then fitfully awakens. I would like you and Boomstick to make spot hidden checks, please. Oh, that is literally 25 out of 25. That is just hey, a pass. Is that a 10? That is a 10. Yep. So, uh, Rico did Rico pass. So, Rico, you quickly look around and then you see Private Broden in the branches on the tree line making a hand gesture for you to come to his location. Okay. Well, technically they're about to because Yeah, yes, the yes. Well, they're about to see you, yes. Uh-huh. Get up. You head over to where Private Broden is perched and gets your attention. He touches both of his eyes and then points into the tree line and you see just as they disappear into the brush, the three men. Uh, I was going to say, if I was quick enough to try listening to hear what they were talking about there in the French. Yes, I always moved too far away well, now, but can, you can, can follow them or call out to them, it's up to you. Oh, actually, um, what's everyone's stealth? Uh, no, it's stealth. 20. Mm. 20%. Okay, um, I'll stay in the tree because my stealth's really high and I can so you want us to call out to him? Yeah, you're the only one that has French now. Yeah, okay. Or a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. So hands out, you stay tree line. Not raised, just uh. Yeah, are you able to get their attention? Would, would that still be an advantage on stealth since I'm still camouflaged? Yes, and actually, because you camouflage those two, they will get an advantage on stealth even though they will be using the base percentage yep. for the skill. So do we want to call so there is a reasonable chance that you might be able to follow them. Uh, the if they're saying they look like really disheveled, there's every chance that... They might turn and attack. Yeah. Before supplies or... They might be doing it harder than we are. But they could also have supplies, and they could also be friendly. Uh, coin flow, what do you think? Well... There's a high chance of me passing the stealth, so if shit hits the fan, I have a good beat on them, and my firearms is at 70. Alright. He's on overwatch for us, that's good. Alright. All right. Well, all three of you, please attempt stealth checks with advantage. That is a 20, 28, so. That, that, that is. Um, 78. Hey, 17. Oh, well, push it if you wish. I was going to say you can push it and then take yeah. two more rolls. Yeah, uh, you, I you get advantage if you I got 17, yeah. so I just yeah. passed. Uh, 15. There you oh, go. There you go. Hey. So it's a group pass. Everyone passes. You hike on into the late afternoon, following the men uh, into the tree line and into the gnarled, thick Argonne forests once again. You creep through the wood unnoticed, following the three men, but not getting their attention. And following them for about 30 to 40 minutes. They reach their destination and you witness a strange scene. 
and ravaged clearing stand about ten people dressed in motley fur tunics and worn patched clothing. Their faces are worn with care, creased deep with hardship and gaunt from hunger. The men, unarmed, are in the process of clearing away several corpses that seem to have fallen in an ambush. Several of the raggedy folk stand apart, gazing intently into the fog. As they talk, you catch snippets of their conversation. Rico, I'd like you to roll a French check. That's a hundred. I get really excited for half a second. I saw the double zeros. Went fuck yes. Then literally rolled the looks in there. Shit, that's that's yeah, that's a fail. You can only recognise that they are speaking French, (coughs) but it's a dialect you're not familiar with, and you're unable to discern much of what they're saying. Other than that, they are talking about collecting these dead and bringing them back to camp. you like to do. Right, how many men did you say there were? Ten. ten so. About ten. However, they do appear to be unarmed. Said by the looks of the there's uh, other soldiers that were torn apart in the middle of He's already determined that he can't really understand the dialect yeah, he's speaking. Yeah, so. that part. Um, do we have binoculars? No. Alright. Binoculars weren't invented yet. Nope. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> um... What can I leave or... So you said they're like gone hunger, they don't have any of the other signs that no. Have, no. They do appear to be, for all intents and purposes, alive. Okay, well, They don't have gaunt grey skin. It, they just look hungry, unkempt, as if they've been living wild for quite some time. I did say one of them was wearing American clothes. Yes, and two of them were wearing German overcoats. I, I think they're the pilchers. Possibly. Because if uh, you only heard French, that, that's, that, that's my only conclusion. Because if one of them was wearing American clothes and you only heard French... Yeah. If presumably that was an American soldier, Speaking French, he's speaking English. Okay, so just to get their attention, I would like to do a rock or a pine cone, uh, kind of throw it in their, their their direction, but over them and see if um, I can hear any English. All right, make a throw check, please. That is a 21, that is a... 
hard to just break a pine cone off the tree that you're in and hurl it across, hurl it over the heads of the men hitting the trunk of a tree on the other side of the clearing. It bounces loudly off and all of the men turn in the direction to face it. As they turn, you hear them gasp. They raise their hands as if expecting to defend themselves from something. Then, they turn and look at each other, mumble something in their strange dialect of French. Then, they all turn to the man wearing the American uniform, looks around, looks into the tree line where you're hiding, and he raises a hand, he says, If your friend come out, if your enemy, we pray you go in peace. talks like that, is he actually... No. Uh, I suspect he's not. I still think same plan. You two go. We'll go me on, on the camouflage up. point. Alright, well... Very well. I guess Boomstick and Rico will just, yeah, come out, just, yeah, guns lowered. Pointing at them. <laughs> yeah. Come out, guns lowered, doing your best attempt to appear non-threatening. I'd like the both of you to make appearance checks, please. Just yeah, I'm just on watch. Well, that's a moment three. Can I push that one? Or... Yes, yes, you can. Uh, Fifteen. Lovely. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I'm basically too tired for this tonight. Mm -hmm. I failed. You come out doing your best impression of uh, tired, exhausted men that pose no threat. Your weapons lowered, your hands raised. I think the medics have to fucking kill them. It's like, no, I really just... The men turn to face you. They immediately begin murmuring to each other in that strange dialect. The man wearing the American coat raises his arms in greeting. He steps forwards and looks at you. He sees your uniform. He says, Amerikansky! Amerikansky. Um, um, yeah. Yes. He says, your friend? Yeah, not not foe, definitely not foe. So can I try and can I try and still talk in French to see if I can get a little bit closer to some form? Sure, yeah, but before you do yeah. that, he turns around to the other men and he mutters a word. Merkansky! The word murmurs through the group. Merkansky, Merkansky. Uh, then suddenly they raise their hands and cheer. Uh, no, but shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up. Please don't act like we're heroes, we're just as <laughs> fucked as you guys right now. <laughs> oh no. Would you like to make your French check now and see if you can speak to him in French? Oh, that's, that's a 22, that's a pass. What would you like to say to him in French? What? Why, are they, why is he wearing American uniform? I was gonna say, you know, what, what, what are you guys, you know, you what are you guys doing that. here? You know, the, the, the jacket, what do you Basically just getting, trying to get a rough gist of what's going on here. Hearing you speak French, the men seem to ease up even more. In fact, they come forward, moving closer to you. Begin to sort of crowd around you. Immediately more friendly. And the man wearing the American greatcoat says, in a dialect of French that you can understand, that 
the men were patrolling the forest, looking for dead to bury. He says, it is of course the right of every human, no matter how viciously they died, to receive a proper burial. He says, even the German butchers have no welfare for the living or the dead. looks at the both of you and then he looks up around the tree line he says but there are only two of you hmm. huh? I suppose we can have wait 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 wait, wait, wait. how's 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 he know how many numbers we have well he can only see two of you he's see us, obviously he's making sure no just the way you said it. yeah he said there's I'm, only do you two. want me to just say that like we have the member around the troll of them like mention that you are here, or do we just want to say the rest we've been cut off from our platoon, and... Tell them I'm keeping watch. Not this, on, that's not a, on that's them. A, that's a threat. <laughs> that's a threat. <laughs> so just... Or do you just want to hang at this point? Because they're obviously friendlies. Yeah, they... Yeah. Yeah, oh, I basically just... Yeah, I basically just put... Yeah, put out three fingers and then just signal to come out. Looks as ah three. The rest of the men shuffle forwards and they all take a good look at the three of them. And just basically just explain the whole look. We've been cut off from the rest of our battalion and we've already lost all the other men that were with us. It's just the three of us this are still trying to get back to where the rest of our group is. Men continue they listen to your story and Oh, obviously the heavily, heavily, yeah. heavily abridged version that doesn't <laughs> involve fighting the dead. Yeah, so you don't include those elements. You just like, say, what the, "Who the fuck's gonna yeah. believe that part?" They listen to your story, and then the man in the American uniform smiles and he says, "You look so cold and hungry. Come back to our camp. We'll make you good food. Come, come." Can I, again, can I do like medicine checks just to see how these people look just... Yeah, go ahead. Again, not paranoid, just curious. Uh, 57, I was going to say 57. They don't look well fed, perhaps a little bit malnourished, but other than that, for people who are living in natural war zone, they're inaccessible. Yeah, they're living in a war zone, not possibly, like, turning. He says, no, no, we were uh, just on patrol looking for dead to bury. Our camp is not far from here. The rest of our families are there, our women and our children. We move around this forest. You are lucky if it were last season we would be very far away and we would not have crossed paths but this season our world brings us to a clearing not far from here i like to No, I mean the cat we're in. Oh, the thing we're in right now. Yeah, now uh, this is just a clearing. Yeah. Oh, just where a clearing there's some where just, dead just like bodies. Okay, yeah. yeah, there seems to be a minor I, skirmish here. I was going to say, can I look the um, dead bodies over as well? Just sure. make sure. Uh, make a medicine check. You notice the telltale signs on these men dressed in German uniforms. 
the scratches, the tears, the, that they clearly ran afoul of something inhuman in the woods. You can ask them, they might not even, they might not, you know, they're not trained medics, they might, they might just see corpses and assumed that they died in a gunfire or shrapnel wounds. Shrapnel. Yeah, they might, they might just think, they might just think they're, you know, a grenade or something stupid like that, or, machine gun fire. Well, I would like to, um, look over the bodies, collect anything I can, and collect the American dog tags. Very well. Like you to make a spot hidden check, please. Off the table, it doesn't count. Unless we're talking like six and out. Oh, that was a one. <laughs> well, they just re-roll it anyway. Oh. That's a three. <laughs> the men here appear to be German soldiers. And so it's <coughs> no use collecting their dog tags, but you notice that quite a few of them still have munitions and some other supplies. And amongst them, you find... Another use for your medical kit. An additional rifle mag magazine. I was going to take the time to reload my shotgun. Yep. <laughs> might as well remove the uh, radio transmitter and the uh, 45 magazines off. Cause... And, perhaps, most notable so, of all... So, so what did we get again? You got one, one uh, rifle magazine is the 3008 ammo, one use for your medical kit, and perhaps most notably, one of the men is wearing over his chest a radio. However, the radio appears to have been damaged from some impact during the fight. Can fix that? Yes, you can. I'd like you to make uh, an... If you've got electrical repair, you may make that. Otherwise, I've, a hard mechanical repair. I've got mecha uh, can I help him out because I've got 30 mecha mechanical repair? Oh, yes, go ahead. So you may do a hard mechanical repair check with advantage as he's helping you. Nope. <laughs> and 98. Nope. Would you like to push that? I would, actually, yes. Uh, 18. 18, lovely. Manage to... You take the radio... You take the radio off the dead soldier. Look over it. The damage on further inspection appears to be quite superficial. And all you have to do is uh, reattach the knob and unbend the antenna. And the radio appears to be at least functional. Good work. Hmm. The men, watch you. the men watch you as you do this. The men watch you as you do this. They say nothing. They say nothing. They don't seem as if they're judging you for looting the dead. Do you say anything to them? Well, just the... Well, I, I can't because yeah. I can't speak French. Well, one of them Speaking Latin, no. Well, the man in the American yeah, yeah, yeah. coat seems to broken speak English. broken English. No, I was going to say, I just look back and going. I, know, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> apologies. I know this isn't exactly, you know, friendly, but, be, you know, better on us than with them. 
one of the men spits on the ground and says, The German butchers deserve no better. And besides, you would be foolish to not take advantage of anything that is provided. And don't forget, nothing nothing brings people close together like mutual hatred of a third party. The man in the American grape coat beckons. He says, come, come, let us go to our camp. I like these people. I'm sure absolutely nothing terrible is going to happen to any of them. (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) We're going to be pals forever, aren't we? (laughs) So would you like to go with them? You've gone without a substantial meal in quite some time. Food might be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Obviously, keep keep guard up in case, but yeah. Yeah, they get ready. So you follow the ragtag band, which proceeds into the foggy woods. After a while, they are... After a while, they raise their hands and shout a greeting in French as... On the other side of the tree line, you see another band of disheveled looking men. The two bands join up, they converse a little bit in French, and the, Ameri- the one dressed in the American grape coat gestures to you, introduces you to the other band as friends, and says that they're going to provide hospitality as thanks for everything you've done for them. Strange, you haven't really done anything exactly for them. Do you wish to pick up on this or. One of them turns and says, Not for us directly, but you do your best to drive the Germans who butcher our villages. Burn our farms. Yeah, that'll, 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 do pillage, it, that'll do it. Rape and pillage our women. Ah, well, that would explain the warm, the warm reception. Hey, can I also do a medicine check for the women and children and the rest of the people at this camp? When you Just get to, to the camp, you're yeah. not quite there yet. Okay, let me get there. Just, again, not paranoid, just. I would like is. to keep just a constant look at Absolutely. Very well. You continue walking as, they met, as the men lead you deeper into the fog, which seems to grow thicker and thicker as you go, and the afternoon grows later and later. It's like the three of you to make spot hidden chips between us. That is a hard pass for me, thank you. Well, you notice, Broden, that some of your new companions appear, unlike the others, to be armed. Mainly German Lugers. One or two of them also appear to have German bayonets just tucked into their belts. Point this out to your companions. It's reached the point we've been in the Argon for how many days? Um, yeah, like three, uh-huh. going on four days uh-huh. by this point. Can you tell how well kept their weapons are? Are they mm. dirty or? I'd like you to make a mechanical repair check, please. That's actually really good thinking. Yeah, ninety-six. Or um, push it, push it, push it, push it, real good. Come on. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
In the thick fog and the darkness, it's hard to get a good look at the weaponry. And yeah, you can make no judgment as to the condition of the weapons because you can't really get a good look at them. Shit. Just keep an eye out and we'll yeah, play a player. Always keep a constant eye out. Yeah. Very silently, um, I cock my rifle. Yep. But you do not mention the weapons to them? Oh, no, no, I mentioned the weapons. Yeah, but you don't mention the weapons to the men. Well, I can't. Ah. So I still look at the other going, uh, what a lot of German uh, firepower you got on you here, a lot of German firepower you got on you here. More presence from uh, the soldiers you've come across. The men with the guns immediately turn and look at you. Undecipherable look on their faces, and then they smile. And one of them says, "Yes, yes, we were, we took these from the dead. Only a fool would walk around in these times unarmed." Psychology. You can make a psychology yeah. check. Nope. Come on, come on. Mm. Nah, not enough. They seem sincere enough. Uh, just again, keep an eye out and just. So you. you. Don't press the point, we just continue following along. Uh, so just go on. Apologies for the, the questions, just it's been a rough couple of uh, rough couple of days, don't know who to trust, so forgive me for bringing it up. The man brushes his hand in the air. Not a problem, but a trifle. And you continue following them into the forest. Gets thicker. Visibility is severely hampered. You can barely see the meter in front of you by this point. After a while, I'd like you to make listen checks. That is a 16, which is a 19. Holy shit! I don't that. even have listen, so Five. that is yeah. awesome. <laughs> 36. So correct for me. Sorry, just pass. Suddenly, you hear crunching of twigs and branches somewhere to your right. Your companions appear to hear it as well. They immediately turn on the spot. One of them draws his luger, points it in that direction, and then they shout out in French, If anyone is there, you are among friends. Show yourself. But there is no response. Would you like you have would you like to try to peer into the fog and see if you could determine the source of this noise? So does one of us want to yell out in English just in case? Maybe that's a good idea they too. Don't understand. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, you want you want to call out to them in English and Liam if you want to try and see if you can spot anything. Yeah, this you're the best one for that. Yeah, we'll do that. And I'll just hold my gun because <laughs> I need to push that. <laughs> And that's a fail. Yeah, Shit. the fog is so thick. You, If there is something out there, you can't see it. However, you continue to hear crunching, the breaking of twigs. The man with the Luger calls out again. 
If you are a friend, show yourself. If you are enemy, we are armed, be warned. And with that, he raises his Luger in the air and fires a warning shot. turns and looks at you. Look puzzled written on his face and then a voice calls out from the mist. Hey! You're with the three... three hundred and eighth battalion! Holy oh, shit! Fuck yes! <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Literally, that is their actual response. Yeah. Oh, fuck yes! <laughs> Quick, tell the French to put the guns down. Yeah, yeah literally go to the, yeah. the French. Yeah, down, down, down. Americans, Americans! Men look at you, and they holster their weapons, and you wait. Holy shit! We've been waiting for you for ages! Where have you been?! The crunching gets louder, and louder, and then... Your hope, your jubilation turns into disappointment ah, as one yeah. lone man steps out of the Fucking mist. Better than nothing. His uniform torn, covered in... Dried blood and mud. Fine, we'll take holding, <laughs> holding only a rifle in front of him, trembling in his hands. Yeah, and still. as you look, you notice that the rifle is out of ammunition. Alright, well, it's again better than nothing. Better than nothing. He sees a group of people. He sees the group of people in front of him. And then you see him breathe a sigh of relief. He slings his rifle over his shoulder. And then he almost makes a beeline for the three of you. Nodding his head at the French people as he moves past. He beams at you with a smile. He says, oh, holy shit. I've been looking for, been looking for anyone from the 308 for days now. Just been wandering around in these woods. Yeah, that's more or less what we've been doing with a more or less success. <laughs> I hand him a cigarette. <laughs> he takes the cigarette, immediately oh, lights it, and then he claps you on the back. And he says, oh, So, I take it, you guys cut off from the rest of the battalion as well. You have no idea. <laughs> that's the shortest version of this story I've ever told. <laughs> he says, Well, in either case, you got no idea how happy I am to see friendly faces. Oh, no, we can definitely contest it. <laughs> With the shit we've seen where... We, we was... We were like... Oh, wait, who was president at the time in America? Yeah. Jesus, No, um, it wasn't... Teddy Jesus. Roosevelt? Uh-huh. No, 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 it was World War Two. Yeah, World War Two. Yeah. No, but either way, I was, go I was uh, gonna... gonna, no, gonna, gonna make it. World War II. No, I think I was gonna make a joke, would rather see whoever was yeah, present at the president. time. <laughs> you just say, I'd rather see the Commander-in-Chief yeah, right that now. Yeah, that works. And, and he says, oh, hell yeah, I think we all deserve medals for what we've been going through. Hell, that we is... deserve a goddamn parade. He holds out his hand as the French men just look on and he says, oh, Corporal, Corporal Earl Martin at your service. Wow. Take his hand, broomstick. 
Robert Broden, sir. Robert Rico Kowalski. He says, ah, oh, hell. Oh, well, my mood has swung 180 in the opposite direction. <laughs> yep, understandable. We do have a couple. So we can spare one. The. Uh, you hand him a magazine, he loads it into his rifle, ah. and then the Frenchman wearing the American greatcoat turns towards him and says, Come, come, we're heading back to camp, good food, place to rest, come, come. And they walk ahead, and as they walk ahead, you all linger behind. Corporal Martin turns to you and he says, So, these guys... You trust them? Mm. At the moment, I trust anyone as far as I can throw them. Yeah, they, they appear to be friendly. Speak French, if nothing else. He they, do have, they do have uh, been wandering, wandering the uh, as far as burying the dead. They seem to have a bit of German uh, firepower on them, but as far as we can tell, we're, we're keeping we're keeping our uh, our wits about us with them, though. At this point, any point in the storm. Also, just as a fun random trivia note for anyone very curious, uh, Woodrow Wilson was president ah, during 1918. Yes. Corporal Martin shrugs. He says, oh, well, look, I ain't about to argue with you. Anything's better than being alone out there. And he walks along with you as you linger behind the Frenchman, following them further into the mist. Sir, what exactly have you seen out there? It looks at you. I'd like you to make an appearance check, please. That is a 20, which is a... Oh, that's a hard pass. Hard pass, it seems to contemplate something. And then he leans in, lowers his voice to a whisper, and he says, I told you, you wouldn't believe me. Oh, motherfucker, try Try me. (laughs) We'll swap stories, see whose tails, whose toes curl longer. He says, okay, how's about... Soldiers... American and German, shoot him, shoot down. Mm-hmm. Yep, saying that. He says, ghosts, levitating stuff into the air. You know Get yeah. into your mind. You know what I'm saying. So you tell him this. <laughs> he thinks at first you're having him on, and then he realizes that you sincerely believe him. His face glows and he beams. He says, Oh, how I really lucked out. Yeah, you ran into the three of them. The only three soldiers that have seen this shit fought them firsthand. <laughs> he says, Oh, I've been trying to figure out, what's, figure out what's been going on for days. And look, I don't trust you guys have any answers. Well, just, just had a thought. Is my uh, crystal gl- glowing? Look at it. It is not. Okay, good. No. Yeah, we, uh... We're we're working our way on that. (laughs) Would you like to... Yeah, he says... We'll give him, him, like, the clip note version of some of the stuff we've been working around. So, So what what do you not include in your account? Uh, the priest getting impaled by a crucifix. Yeah, no, 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 that's sort of weird shit, but definitely go on the whole, like, you know... You tell him about the underground temple? Yeah, we found, yeah, found that after we got separated, you know, the weird things that have been sort of chasing her, chased us into, like, the fucking temple. You tell him about the crystal in the books? Yes. Mm, Okay, we found some, well, well, not, not in, like, depth, just like, you know, we 
found some weird shit that we're hoping can try and give us some answers, but we haven't had much headway into it, unfortunately. But, like, vague on that one. He holds out his right arm to stop you walking, lets, them other, lets the Frenchmen walk ahead a bit, and he turns to you with his eyes narrow. He says, that book, you wouldn't still have that on you? I've seen too many horror movies, man. Why so interested in a book? Yeah, I was gonna so say. You probably don't even have a title of Unless he does. Because if he knows the fucking title of it, then, then, then that's a whole different <laughs> whole game. He says, let me guess, Chronicle of St. Michael's Abbey. Alright, well, uh, I was us? gonna say, I'm just here, holding the rifle a little bit tired, going, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> he says, Look. May have had a bit of experience with stuff like this. And I may have come willingly into this godforsaken hellhole to try to put a stop to it. Holds out his hand. So, how about it? Do you hand him your translated notes? What did he say his name was again? Uh, Corporal Earl Martin. Martin. At this point, rank means shit. <laughs> I know, I know. Where's that bloody book page gone again? You saw it? Ah, uh, yes, but right, right here for you. Because I'm fairly certain I read fucking. You know, there's a mutton in somewhere, somewhere along those lines. Yeah, Martin of Chartres. You wouldn't happen to be a fucking family member by any chance, would you? <laughs> he says, if you're talking about. talking about a member of the old Abbey, then. Well, I guess the cat's out of the bag. He says... Yeah. He says... You're related to the guy from the fucking book. Mm. He says, I don't know. Let me see the book. I think just the fact that he said the cat's out of the bag and the fact that I mentioned the name and he's had that response... I am very reluctant to go, maybe... Yeah, maybe when we uh, get to camp first, so we're not staying in the middle of nowhere, but keep a very close eye on this guy. He shrugs, he says, oh, well, to each his own. I'm gonna start walking, I guess. He says, fine, then we've got a chance to sit down, talk this all out, we'll figure out what's going on, what we need to do, and we'll get out of here alive. Mm. He smiles at you, he says, even, look, even if you don't fully trust me, I still gotta say, friendly faces. I'm over the moon. And then, continue walking, eventually catching up with the French men. Soon, you arrive in their so-called camp, a sordid collection of tents, a few wagons in a secluded ravine. Women and children bustle through the misty clearing. Few thin dogs slink about. The children run and hide at the sight of you entering the camp. And the men and women stand in the entryways of their tents, watching you pass, looking nervous, agitated. The smell of cooking, spices, and roasting the meat strong in the air. Way. You said these people were hungry, right? Yeah, we like to, to, to 
Yeah. Red one. yeah. Oh, what please. kind of meat are these guys cooking out here? Unless you go up and have a look. I'm getting more confused as we go. Fucking Christ. If we just walked in a little freaking cattle. Soylent Green is people. I was going to say, yeah, maybe like after hearing that they were like, yeah, seeing these people are hungry and. In the middle of a war zone. You That's think the thing. animals would have fucking cleared and out? And what we've seen, the uh, animals are uh, suffering from this thing as well. Yeah, so, so yeah. Dogs. Who, who's got good eyes? Would, would you do. like to go and have a quick little inspection of the, uh, what's cooking on the barbie? Mm -hmm. uh, that is a 25, which is a hard pass. As you, as you let the men lead you through their camp, you eventually pass what appears to be a communal fireplace, a cooking fire. And without making a show of branching off from the rest of the group, you get as close as you can and take a look at it. And then you see some kind of four-legged animal turning slowly on a spit above the flames. It's all you have a hard pass? I mean, it's not a person, but... The woman turning the spit sees you watching, and she immediately turns away. What the fuck are they cooking? <laughs> Can't determine how big, big the animal is. Uh, roughly about the size of a dog. Oh god, they killed and cooked the dogs! Oh god, why? Oh no. This is the true horror of war. As you continue to watch, a man comes up to the fire and reaches down into a wooden barrel and pulls out a stick with the unmistakable form of a rat skewered on the end. Okay, so these guys are foraging the from wherever the fuck they yeah. can get their hands on. Yeah, that part I understand. I don't know, I was just concerned heavily for what they could be cooking. Not, not thrilled on the whole dog thing, but if you know, survival is still first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Do you... I'd like to... Um, very badly ask if we can have a piece because I, I I'm not going to eat it. I want to see the inside of it. Mm. The man in the American trench coat turns around and he smiles and he says, "I know you're very very hungry. I know I know I can hear stomach make roar from here, but you're not ready yet." Yeah. He yeah. continues to lead you through the camp until you come to a tent that's slightly larger than the others. He pulls open the flap and he says, This one, my tent. Please, please, have a wait inside. Rest. We bring you the see, food as, when see, ready. See, as, as we pass through the uh, can, I'm trying to like, use medicine checks to just see the condition of the people in the camp. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Make a medicine check. It's 59, so it's a pass. Again, like the rest of them, like the rest of uh, the people, they appear to be slightly malnourished, but otherwise in reasonable health. However, for passing that medicine, I will now allow you to make a spot hidden check with advantage, just you, because you would be apt to notice this after examining them. number of the villagers, not a lot of them, but a significant portion, maybe every one in five, appears to have a face that's pockmarked with strange lumps and growths, like cysts and sores. 
description from you. Yeah, yeah, they I don't appear to have the palette gray skin. Yeah, but that's still not... Still not great. The man in the American greatcoat continues gesturing for you to enter his tent. Enter the tent cautiously, and she notices and just merely smiles. And then he pulls the flap shut. He points towards three bundles of blankets and cushions on the ground, and he says, "Please, uh, wait in here. Sit down. Have have rest. I will see to suitable welcome for you." And he smiles and exits the tent, pulling the flap shut behind him. Okay. Um. <clears throat> How, how big is the tent? Quite large. It's quite a bit larger than the other tents you walked past to get here. Maybe about 10 by 10 feet. Okay, uh, is About there... the size of a small room, so... Is there, like, any, like, um... Boxes or a shelf or something? Um, the interior of the tent is horribly cluttered. The clothes and personal possessions of an entire family heaped about at random. There's no furniture as such, more just like random bundles of clothing, blankets, things all stacked together. Okay, I would like to cut a small hole in the tent and then cover it with whatever I can. Very well. I'd like you to make escape route. A stealth check, please. Won't they show that from the outside? Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, yeah. They'd probably notice if they cut, cut a hole in the tent. Depends on if they're looking at that particular part of the tent. But at least we know even if we don't cut it now, it will yeah, just be a quick cut. cut. Yeah. Yeah. So you more, sit down. It's more just a small, tiny one just to test to see. Yeah. Yeah. We can. Uh, stealth was it? Yeah. Well, there's no roll needed to just test. So. You're oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. You grab your bayonet and you cut a small cut about an inch long into the hide of the tent. Very easy cut. Your bayonet cuts through okay. effortless, effortlessly. Do you sit down? Um, wait. Is there other our other new American friend who has, is still with us? Yeah, he, he immediately just plonks himself down on a bundle of animal furs, takes a stretch, and goes, "Oh, oh, this is much better than sitting down on the damn dirt." I will have a sticky beaker out. I'm still not. I'm gonna just sit down with the shotgun yeah. between yep. the legs, just hold it on very well. Yeah. Private Broden, I'd ask, I'd like to make a spot hidden check, please. I need to push that. That's an 82. Still want to question this other than you. That is a 29, which is a pass. So just, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. just look around, looking at the piles of stuff, moving some bundles of clothing out of the way. There's messy, there doesn't appear to be anything out of the ordinary, but then you catch something out of place amongst the bundles of clothing. An American issue officer's great coat. And as you lift it out, you notice it's darkly stained with what appear to be patches of blood. Uh, 
Alright, so I was about to go and sit down, so I'm just looking over a quick on the cigarette thing that one here. Make a medicine check for you. 68 just a pass. The colour of the blood uh, and the fact that these spots under the spots are still slightly damp indicates that this blood is perhaps no more than 12 hours old. They found more Americans nearby very recently, or... And they failed to mention that. Yeah, they haven't they've mentioned... They've friends over before. Mm. They've uh, only said they've, um... Yeah, they said they've been burying Germans. people. They, well, they said they were burying people. They never said what side. They mm. said both... them burying Everyone people on both sides. Get... Yeah. So obviously Probably they have a nice be... industry of just... burying people and looting what they find. And taking clothes, yeah. Because they wouldn't eat them. Possibly. Is there anything in the coat? No. Okay. All value, any valuables or supplies that would have been in the coat have been yeah, taken. Yeah, they would have nicked that the second they fucking got there. At least that explains how he's got the coat. Huh? got the American long coat. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do anything else while you wait? Do you talk to your American friend? I'm still curious as all fuck about this again. So, what exactly is your connection with the stuff that we've found? Is don't get me wrong, it'd be great to work have more information on this sort of thing but you can understand that we're very much on high alert with everything going on he says he raises his hands and he says look what'd you say your name was kowalski mm -hmm, that's it sir he says let me guess you got grandparents they talk about the old country from time to time he says i got grandparents to talk about the old country too turns out this is the old country and what do you know, uh, some of the old family myths, some of the old family ghost stories uh, still get passed yeah, down. But you said that you were over here to try, you like willingly came here to try and stop this. So that means you definitely have more than just family bedtime stories to go on here. That... He smiles, he says, let's say my family's bedtime ghost stories are a little bit more real. Show him the book, or at least show him what we know so far. Has he told us all that he knows so far? Or has he he just seems to be it? holding it back. Yeah, I was gonna say, look and go, look. Maybe we make this a trade off here. You tell us what exactly, like, exactly that what you know, <laughs> and we will show you what we've found so far. He says, well, that's the thing. I need to see the book to know if what I've dealing with is what I think I'm dealing with. How about you just mention the, uh... We'll go, we'll go on, we'll, yeah. The name. I did, I have mentioned... Louis Gore? Uh, not, uh, not, uh, Martin's name. Oh, uh, uh, Louis Gore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, after, after reading through all that stuff about, you know, you know devils, beasts, and these things called Louis Gores that no one seems to be able to see, you can understand us for being overly cautious in the, in the span. His eyes narrow. He says, you said Loigor. That's, that's the name that was in the book. He says, okay. I'll tell you what I know. That uh, this whole area, this battlefield, seems to exist right on top of one of their power nodes. That uh, this fighting seems to have woken them up. Hand over the book and I'll tell you more. How about you tell us about I was going to say, do we 
want to just take a leap of faith. Like, obviously... We're going to start trusting someone. Yeah. Look, if we're going to get through this. I was going to say, we have... Like, this guy's only got, like, one magazine of ammo on him. We have the three of us here. If he tries anything shifty, we outnumber him. We're going to get through. Heavily. Yeah. Pretty much. So... I will hold the book and go through it with him, so that way I'm still ah. holding the book, he can look over what I've seen so far. He seems to be fine with that, Yeah, just... Yeah, it's just like, again, he's just happy point to the lean whole, over your shoulder Again, just point it. the whole... It's not, you know, yeah, it's not you, it's just, <laughs> yeah, the last couple of days have put us... very much... Well, as... as you finish reading the passage... Martin's face darkens, a haunted look in his eyes. He's now, there now more than ever, runs a shaky hand through his hair and speaks in a voice. Katana Thoa, God, I never really believed, and yet somehow I knew this was all true. Look, we gotta do something. We gotta stop this. I've never told anybody about this, but a few years back, in Hong Kong, doing hard jobs. Found a book by a scholar named Von Junst. It was the strangest stuff I'd ever read. Weird, crazy shit about pre-human myths, non-human creatures, alien gods. To everyone else, it would have been just allegory, but to me, it confirmed all those old ghost stories. And Well, but now the, the Loigor and... Katanathoa, my god, they're all real, it's all true! Wait, Katanathoa? He says, the great old one, Katanathoa. He says, look. He's got a blank look on my face, so. Say, I... <laughs> he holds up a hand, That's he says. That's what they were referring to when they said the, the, the. Is that what they were referring to when they said the beast? Mm -hmm. He says, the one and the same. Look, in Mu, the lost continent, the province of Kana, there was a great mountain. Yadith Go, there, under the ruins of a city that was old even before the rise of man, the lord of the volcano sleeps, the great old one who the people of Mu rendered their human sacrifices to. That was 200,000 years ago. So, if Von Junston knows ghost stories my family passed through the generations was right, then it means all this, the, the voices, the winds, everything you've seen so far. If the Loigor are real, then the rest of it must be. Shub Nigarath Nealathotep, all the rest. I didn't even believe any of it. And the damn book nearly drove me mad reading through. Ever since I read it, it's been as though I'm living in a shadow. There are things that move unseen, forces at work we'll never see. One could call them destiny, fate. I can't escape it. We can't. This is the war they need, the worst war mankind ever unleashed the bloodshed to allow them to gather the energy they need to awaken the Great Old One from his slumber. The horror, the pain, they're growing strong with it. I can almost still, I can almost hear them growing stronger. They're gonna be strong enough this time. I can feel it, the withering sickness, them absorbing the life force of everyone around here, growing stronger with each drop of blood spilled. The Great Old One will be released, and the Earth will quake before his wrath. We've got to stop it. Okay, first of all, your childhood was horribly fucked up, if that's the kind of shit they're telling you before bedtime. 
Second of all, what the fuck do you think we're gonna do about it? We barely, like, we barely got out of the last time fighting probably what's well, probably the small fry there. Fucking whatever the fuck's going on here. We lost two guys. Hell, for Christ's sake, we didn't even lose one. One just blew it, took one look at the situation, blew his damn brains out without even putting up a fight. I don't know what that fuck's going on. I'm really, really regretting I stepped out of the field hospital. I should have just stayed there on the back lines. He points at the book and he says, something in there is going to be the answer. We just got to find it. I'd like you all to make a listen check, please. That's a 15, 29. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting I don't have listen, so 15 yeah. is awesome. As the aftermath of the story sets in, those of you who passed your listen checks notice that the camp outside has grown quite ominously so. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. the light why, bulb. Why are they, I was going to say, why are they asking you? Yours is like nearly half of ours. The, the light bulb yes. is trying to turn um, on. Just, 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 success. 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Took a second. Just had to... As a feeling of severe disquiet settles in, you remember that you have the crystal. That's yes. Hold the damn thing up. What we got? Hold oh. the crystal up. Just then, begins to glow with its sickly blue light, shining Shit. visibly even through your hand. The depraved servants of the Lygore are about to acquire more cadavers for their sacrifice. We need to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Let's go! <laughs> so how are you going to get out? Cut through or just burst out through the front flap? Out the back door. Out the back door. Actually, first, before we do that... I assume there's like gonna be like a minute time before shit hits happen. Can I poke two holes into the um, just front I'll, side? I'll just to take one quick look yep. to see yep. if anything's. Go ahead and make a stealth check, please, to avoid being seen. I need to push this. Please don't fucking fail that. You fucking failed it, didn't you? Yep. Great, they're gonna know what you need. Okay, here's what happens. Shit. <laughs> to the front flap. And you grab it, intending to just sneak a peek outside. You pull it open. Oh no, I didn't want to pull it open. I want to. Well, yeah, you poke. Just poke yeah, to yeah. You poke a hole. You grab it and pull it open and look. And outside, you see about 40, 40 villagers <laughs> yeah, time to go. encircling the tent. Oh, encircling, encircling the tent, just silently staring at it, armed with a mixture of firearms, clubs. Pitchforks, what? knives, and the sight of this shocks you so much that you fall backwards with a gasp, oh. ripping the side of the tent open. Fuck! I'd like all three of you to make sand checks. So please. even if we fucking go out the back, they'd be behind us yep. as well. 
Oh, shit. That's a pass. Oh, God, I rolled a... F I got 50. I gotta see what my ones are. 49. Pass. 52! I just made it! Oh, oh okay. thank God. For a pass, that's gonna be a loss of 1d3. Uh, it's only a 1. We're back to the ones again. 1, thank fuck. I knew something was fucked up. Which is goddamn back. Why did you have to look in the fucking... Bro, just... we used the crystal to check the American we found, but not the, um... Yeah, not them. Not them. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Well, well, I did, well, to be fair, <coughs> I did check the crystal while we were walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't. It was only just now that it's... Yeah, yeah. yeah we should have just... Now that they're preparing the back to take you is when the Ligor are coming to assist. Oh, fuck this. Okay, Boomstick. You have the highest dexterity. You get to choose what you're going to do first. Shit. Yep. Well, there's no talking way out of this one. No, there's not. There's really not. Remember, Liam, on the way to uh, the metal gig, I told you in the car, don't trust the gypsies. If the big oh, shit! Christ. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot about that. <laughs> Great, thanks a lot. <laughs> You've doomed hey, us hey, all. Hey, I didn't want to be meta. Yeah. So what would you like to do, Boobstick? I've stopped you before. How <laughs> far away from the tent are they in I circling? I think they were gypsies. Uh, they're standing about, about fucking ten French. feet. They're not right French. up close, but they're not oh, particularly no, far away. But if you can, if you can just break through the circle and run for it, that would probably be your best bet. Is it gonna do? Be far enough away if I throw a potato measure. I was gonna say that the blast said radius that... isn't gonna hit us, or uh, it, it would be Wait. unlikely, but still, still slightly Wait, possible. I was gonna say you said they were encircling; they hadn't fully encircled. Oh yeah, they haven't fully encircled the tent. They're just slowly. So do we want to just it. fucking book? Where? Or is this just? Well, you'd still have to break through gap. the circle. Gap. Yeah, we'll still yeah. have to break through. Well, do we want to break through the back where the, they're only just sort of fishing up, or are you trying to go through where most of the people are at this point? What, where is... what the fuck are we doing? Well, the Dying. front flap has been pulled open, so... Yeah, yeah they know you're... they run. see you now, and they know that you know they're there. So how many... Uh, so they're going to start yeah, raising their weapons? At least 40. Mm -hmm. No, how many at the front? At the front? About maybe 10. So 10 to 12. Sounds like there might be more behind us. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Alright. Fuck. Well, what do you think? Run and gun or prepare, throw all of these guys decide to attack us at once, we're fucked, so they moving is definitely. Blast. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably say, uh, wait, what's less likely for a shockwave? Uh, Grenade or stick a TNT? Well, the TNT would probably take longer to detonate, so we'd have to burn yeah. down the fuse, and would probably Gross. be less controllable. The grenade is specifically designed to have a limited burst rate. <laughs> and if I can roll good and get it behind them, yeah, that way then you last can probably yeah. take them out. first. Yeah. Alright, alright, so yeah, yeah, I think uh, grenade, then when that goes off, run and go. Yeah, I'll... Yeah. All right. Let them know that I'm gonna throw a grenade. Yeah, do, yep. it, do, it, do, it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Pull out the potato masher, activate, shit. make a throw test. Shit, 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 uh, shit! It's a 20. So oh, 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 damn. Yes. Lovely. Okay, you grab the potato masher and you throw it 
and as you throw it, two of the cultists raise their rifles, and they fire. I'd like you to make a dodge check, please. Shit. Just him. Just yeah, firing him. He's shooting at him because he lobbed a grenade at them. This is a fair cop, really. 86. Oh, that's 86. bad. And you can't push combat rolls. They might still miss. They might completely fuck up. Okay, the first one missed because he got a 97. They're clearly not trained. The bullet sails it over the Fire tent. enough bullets at once, you're sure to hit something eventually. Exactly. Commence Operation Spray The break. second one hits you, oh and it God. deals... Come on. on. Five points of oh, damage as it slams... In, as it slams into just under your right shoulder and sends you flying shit. backwards into the tent. As I fall back, yep. I'm just going to say run. I'm just going to pull my stick off Oh, oh no! no. Oh, oh God. Yeah, give it to him. This is going to... Oh, fuck. Fuck okay. me. Look at all those boomstick to a bunch it's of okay. He's going to get another character when you get back to um, no, camp. No! Yeah. Hey, I would rather go out yeah, fucking no, save yeah. my teammates. Just check the DNT in your mouth and go, fuck Alright, so I pass boomstick my boomstick. Don't pass it, just drop it on me. Just drop it and run, just drop and run. I got this, man, just fucking go. Alright, recover. Oh yeah, get the cigarette, light the fucking cigarette on the DNT. Light the TNT, get the cigarette in your mouth and go, let's fucking rock. Last smoke. It's Marcus's turn. Come on, you it's, fuckers! It's <laughs> Corporal Martin's turn. He raises his rifle. Yeah, we're leaving, Corporal. Fuck off. And he fires. Bang! Hitting one of the cultists in the head. Hey. Making him fall backwards. Opening a slight gap. Did the grenade go But, yet? it's about to. But, the gap is quickly filled by another cultist. Fuck. Then, Boom! The grenade goes off, scattering six or seven cultists in a pile in all directions. Wide en a wide enough gap in the circle for you to run. Yep, time to go. I'll just yell run. Yeah. <laughs> you just... in hell, candy boys! Yep. Fucking go. Alright. You run. Raising your guns, firing shots into the crowd to subdue them. And then you break through the gap. You run, and you notice on the ground, in amongst the in amongst the remains of the cultists, the upper torso of a young child caught in the blast. Yeah, yeah war as hell. We're not dealing with this shit. All the word being true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. War as hell. We'll chalk it up to that and keep moving. Uh, I don't say that. Chin that shouldn't be the same check. We'll see enough shit. We'll deal with that run. later. That'll be a problem for later. You <laughs> run as the cultists shout, begin firing their weapons, missing you. And then, as you sprint off the campsite into the tree line, you hear from behind you, BOOM! And the tent goes up in an explosion, taking at least... 10 to 15 cultists you out. Mad fucking oh, bastard. Okay, so now we have two heroes in Call of Cthulhu. Boomstick. And, um. Shit, who, who was I? Um. In, uh. Glucky. Ah, uh, uh, um. Tom uh, Selleck. Tom Selleck, yes. Ah, uh, that's right. 
Guns I die like fucking Leonidas. <laughs> Gunshots <laughs> and screams still echoing in your ears. You flee into the depths of the Argonne. Behind you, shouts ring out with the baying of hounds. The cultists pursue. A pell-mell chase follows. A desperate scramble through tangles of trees, undergrowth, and barbed wire. As the shadows deepen into evening, torchlights spring to life behind you. As you run, the weight of your gear begins to bog you down. Both of you, intelligence checks, please. I screwed us Ooh, up. Ooh, that's, that's an extreme pass. 15, that's extreme That for me. is a pass for me. Not you realise a simple fact. You're carrying 50 pounds of gear. They are not. You could not possibly hope to be faster. God. Unless you jettison your gear. Yeah, when you say jettison gear, what are we done? You had the You had the radio. Yeah. Yeah, you still had it. You're dropping your first aid, you're dropping your medical kit, and all your spare ammunition. Shit. Oh, fuck. If we get back to camp, or we can get you can attempt to run away with your stuff, it will be harder. We're not but you gonna can do it. I was gonna say we're not we're not gonna make it otherwise. Alright, so there's there's no easy way to put this. We we're just gonna have to drop it and just make a run for it because otherwise we're never gonna outrun him. Well, at least the um. Corporal Hart has a magazine. He does. Yeah, we gave him one of those, but yeah, no, we're just gonna have to drop what's left. Girl. I mean, all the, the radio and the shotgun shells went with him. He fucking. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, he just had a shitload of shotgun shells on him. Holy that, shit. That thing would have been a yeah, goddamn like No wonder you took out like fucking ten of the bastards. You <laughs> yeah, had a goddamn. Like a fire you were at like a goddamn claymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> just a. Trappy, you're a firework. <laughs> This However, regardless of whether you keep your equipment, any rolls you make, will, any rolls you make fleeing will be done with advantage because a good half of the cultists have been taken out due to Boomstick's heroic sacrifice. So you're saying even if we don't have our gears with advantage? So what it will be is if you keep your stuff, you're going to have to make extreme dex checks with no. advantage. Oh, oh, I can't. No, I can't. No, okay, I can't. We can't do that. Our dex is. We're, we're just going to have to try and loot other corpses. Yeah, yes. we'll just have to try and get back to camp and try and get stuff in because otherwise we're not. Yeah. We're not going to make it. All right. So yeah. Fuck it. Dro dump the damn so gear. Yes. You. Hold on. So that's so that's um yeah, one yeah. med kit and a shitload four of four extra spare clips. Yeah. Four or five. Doesn't really matter at this point, half of shit's gone, so. Just survival. Yeah, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> you rip the, your bags off your shoulders and dump them and sprint as fast as you can. Make dex checks with advantage, please. Just regular ones? Just regular ones, because you've dumped all your shit. 30, so. 22, 22. so that, that is. That's, I'm glad that's I rolled with advantage, because I went 30 and 90, so I'll take the 30 and call the winner. Mm -hmm. Actually, just, just for shits and giggles, I'm gonna pass it anyway. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. You continue running, but you can still hear faint shouts and gunshots from the cultists, but having jettisoned your stuff, you seem to be losing them. You continue running and running and running until eventually the shouts and the gunfire begin to fade in the distance as night deepens around you and a thick fog rolls in. Exhausted from this chase, begin to slacken your pace, staggering through the wall of mist and the dense trees. 
the colour begins to seep out of everything again, paling to a world of grey and black. Slight drizzle begins to fall, sleet banging off your helmets. <coughs> As the shadows begin to consume everything, I'd like the two of you to make spot hidden checks. Oh, I rolled 39 and 36, so I failed mine. Spot hidden. Oh, that, yep. that, that's, that's, that's not... Yeah, oh, but that's you can a... take a 2 and a 1, that's cool. <laughs> can I push that? You can. Yeah, yeah Rico is too... too <laughs> I lost another... Top on adrenaline. I lost another friend today, I'm not feeling good. <laughs> that's a pass. That's I a like pass. to stick. So while Rico is too exhausted and too frazzled with adrenaline, to see you, Mr. Infantry Man, on the other hand, you, Broden, suddenly <laughs> notice that the trees surrounding you both aren't trees at all. Oh. A closer look shows that they are men, dead men, standing stock still with attention, gaping wounds in their chest and bellies, dead eyes locked straight ahead. Well, and in the dim light, the corpses suddenly seem to shift, turning. Stare in your direction. Sand checks, both of you. Sand yeah, checks. Yeah, Fucking, I might as well just pray to God I fail. <laughs> the sudden realization that, that I'm completely and utterly helplessly fucked. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for a pass, that is 1d3 sand loss. For a fail, that is 1d8. Oh no! <laughs> Alright, well, d8, 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 d8. You know, yep. I'm <gasps> feeling bad now, but I'll be <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, That's a one. Did you go? I rolled an eight. Oh no! Oh. Well, <laughs> and I have really good intelligence. Intelligence so. check, please. Oh, oh Christ! Well, this is where you're gonna lose your fucking medic. Oh no! That's an extreme pass. Oh no! Well, <laughs> You have gone Rico. temporarily give insane. Give me the grenade, give me the grenade, give me the grenade. I don't have a grenade! You've give gone, me something! You've gone <laughs> temporarily insane, but in this scene, there is a special result for going temporarily insane. I got a special one! <laughs> Suddenly, out of nowhere, you have an insane but cosmic insight. The dead men of Gerhardt's unit were too mangled to walk. The cultists, so careful about burying the dead, have created this nightmare army to sweep the 308 out of the valley of the Black Stone. The stone that you tripped over days ago so that no. they can get to the cavern underneath and summon the Great Old One. The servants, the god worshipped by the Lloyd Orr. Should that fucker up when I had the chance. <laughs> you sink to your knees, shaking and babbling from the information that suddenly pieced together in your fractured nope. mind. Nope. 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 The and yeah, to quote to quote my dear brother Broden, it's game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> the dead men stand. Hundreds of them in neat rows at attention. Germans, Frenchmen, and Americans all standing side by side as if silently waiting, yeah. waiting orders. They all have rifles with fixed bayonets, but no ammunition. Doesn't fucking matter. They don't die. They'll just run through us. I'd like you to both make spot hidden checks. 
That is a twenty-four. That is a hard pass. Nope, I'm 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 fucking gone. Too yep. Broden, you notice on some of the dead soldiers, regimental patches from the 308th Battalion, companies B and D, seemingly all accounted for. Our mission was, we well, you're, we, found them. we you're, found them and they're going to kill us. Your grim mission is at last accomplished. Only two companies of the Lost Battalion are left. The missing companies have been found. But... Miraculously, as you examine, as you stare at the dead men, as they stare at you, none of them make any movement towards you. What would you like to do? Cry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to come with an idea because my guy is just on his knees going. What the? Not even that. Just the whole. Fucking there, this whole thing that caused it. I tripped over it with my fucking foot. So they're just in a straight, straight line. They're, they're just all, all in rank and file, standing to attention, seemingly waiting for orders. Kill yourselves! I'll <laughs> uh, um, try to get Kowalski back Yep. Kowalski's fine, he's babbling, he's... No, he's fine, but babbling. I'm doing just fine! He's <laughs> taking in everything that's happening, but he seems just a tiny bit... <laughs> he's freaking out quietly, but he's still taking in everything that's happening. Have we still got the other one? Uh, the other you've, still got, you've still got Martin, who is simply staring at the soldiers with his mouth agape. Um, Kowalski, Martin! Get get Kowalski uh, between us, Martin. You cover the rear and slowly uh, just rifle and just walk. Very well. Walk, holding Kowalski between you, and as you enter the ranks of the dead soldiers, they turn to look. They do not act, and as frightening as the experience of walking between the ranks of hundreds of dead men is eventually emerge on the other side all of the soldiers standing at attention but not attacking and you what are they waiting for orders from? from the other uh, uh, boss <laughs> as you pass through the final rank you notice an officer of company B a map Sitting in his breast. Oh no! Would you like to? We don't have slow hand. Neither of us do. No! How good was your slow hand? You didn't have slow hand either. None of us had. And you know who did have it? Pointer. Pointer. Oh no! Well, what's the base of slow hand? Ten. Shit. Oh. We're gonna die if we do this. Shit, but it would really help us. Oh, it would. But if we fail, he'll basically just order these guys to attack us, and then that's it. We're gonna have to leave it. All right. Getting back to the valley with the where where we'll see and the rest of the men await will be harder, harder. But 
you're erring on the side of caution. Boy, oh boy, will I have a story to tell him. Very well. <laughs> fucking Phil's report's gonna blow his damn mind. A lone stone pillar in the middle of the field acts as a suitable landmark that you were able to get a rough idea of how to get to the valley. Not as precise as the map would provide, but perhaps enough. It. Make a hard navigate check, please. Let's go see. Stone pillar, lower pillar, get rid of pillar. <laughs> Is it that pillow? No. <laughs> That's a two! Oh my god, thank okay. god. Okay. You recognize this pillar. You marched through this field with the rest of the battalion days ago. You know exactly how to get home. As the chill deepens, the night falls, the way to safety is open. Only one obstacle stands in your way now. The wrath of the Loy Gore. You trudge on through the deepening shadows, shivering and hungry. Periodic checks of the compass keep you on track, bound for the pocket where the rest of your battalion awaits. The mist seems to thicken even more, a wall of white broken here and there by trees. As you top a rise, I'd like you both to make listen checks. I heard it. I hear it. <laughs> you hear the faint inhuman whisperings of the Loy Gore in your minds. Broden, your crystal sickly blue glow flares to life, bathing the scene in its ghastly light. Feelings of dread wash over you. And suddenly, as you cautiously walk along as you cautiously walk, tree line to your right, a ravine to your left. Martin screams, "Ah!" As he get, as something flings him into the ravine. Oh Jesus! Jesus. the last time I clipped. I mean, person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. We've only got what we've got in our guns now. Yeah. You hear him scream, "Ah!" And then, <laughs> sickening crack as he hits the bottom of the ravine. The whispers begin to subside until all that was well. They get the one person that would have believed us. What would you like to do? Not go back. Wait, this is gonna be a dumb question. What are we dumping on here? Do we keep any of the actual? Like, I know we kept the crystal on. Did I keep the book? Yeah, on? You've yeah, got yeah, the yeah, book. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> oh, what the? F uh, keep trudging on. Keep trudging on. I am just... Your weapon's just drawn, your last magazine of ammunition. You're convinced you're gonna die here. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly, you hear from down the ravine... Ah! I'm stuck! Are you fucking kidding me? I'm still alive, I'm very badly hurt! <laughs> the fuck is he still alive? Would you like to take a look? Mm. Yes. I'm a medic, I'm gonna have yeah. to. You walk to the edge of the ravine, and you look down, and there, illuminated by the glowing blue light of the crystal, you see Martin lying on his back, both of his legs caught up in a spindle of barbed wire at the bottom of the ravine. He calls up to you, waving his arms, I can't get out, please! Ah. Uh. Can't even try and get him out because their engineer's fucking gone. Yep. Yeah. 
We, we can't get him out. <laughs> Alright. You're a better shot. <clears throat> Alright, you want to put him out of his misery? Yep, just apologize. Profusely. He's like, there's nothing we can do. Alright. Make a firearms check. Just, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll help you out, buddy. Can you push it since we're not actually in combat? Yeah, you can push it. It's not a combat roll. Can I spend two luck points? Yes, you can. Yeah, just... You raise your rifle sorry, man. and you call out, I'm sorry. There's nothing more we can do. You take aim. As your finger well, actually, I don't think my leg's that caught that. <laughs> and as your finger You shot me, <laughs> you bastards. As your finger tightens on the trigger, Martin looks up at you, his face white, his mouth slack, his eyes already lifeless. You pull the trigger. Wait, he was already dead? The bullet slams into mm. his head. A gout of blood spurts out. He slumps forwards over the barbed wire. Then, his head arches back. Yep, time to go. He looks up at you and he begins to shout, Foolish beings! He says in a deep, inhuman voice, Your resistance is useless. We have waited through the gulfs of time for our vengeance and none can stop us. The great one beneath the mountain mm-hmm. will rise, mm-hmm. and this world will be yep. cleansed of your pathetic yep. smedling species mm-hmm. forever. Sand check both of you. Can I just yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yep, yeah, sand check. So sand remember check. how the first half half of Formal Jacket ended? Oh, I was gonna say, hey, look at that, it's a one, yay! That is not a pass. Not a pass. 1d3 sand for failing, please. Just one sand for passing. Alright. At least you didn't lose eight in one swing. Right, we really need to start shooting people we come across. <laughs> you don't have the ammo for it anymore. I'm down to four. What? Four ammo. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm on okay. five. Uh, unless if the upkeep uh, wants to be nice and just not no. have that as a... Um, no, we, it's war, man. <laughs> it's ammo. war. It's war and ammo. War then, the spirit, or the loiger, whatever it is, departs from Martin's body, and he falls once again, slack over the barbed wire. <laughs> the crystal begins to glow a bright blue, and you can hear the incessant whispers gathering around you. Both of you make power checks, please. That is a pass. That's a 35. So that's a hard for me. It's a hard for you. You're fine. You manage to force (laughs) them out of your mind. So normal pass does it count? Normal pass counts, yeah. Oh, okay, when you say you're fine. Oh, yeah. No, I was doing just fine. Motherfucker. (laughs) I'm doing just fine. Everything's just A-OK. They try to force their way into your minds just as they did with Martin. They'll close your eyes and you run for it. Pushing, pushing them out. The crystal's glow fades. Darkness reigns once more. Here is the officer's character sheet, Trav. Thank you. Tell me your name for him. <laughs> he 
give me an officer, so that's at least what like, sergeant, higher. You go, so, damn little maggots! Let's say, yeah. What, what what rank do we go if he's an officer? He'd be a sergeant. Right. Sergeant Ryan, please. Oh, oh fuck no! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just great. We're fucked. <laughs> what do you got? So uh, Sergeant Ryan something or him. Sergeant something Ryan? Mm -hmm. science, no Sergeant game. something Ryan. Okay. Sarge. Ooh, six, six, I'll just call you Sarge. Make it easy. Yeah, Sarge. As you make your way... Oh, of course you have cryptography, don't you? Yeah, he's good cryptography and speak German. Of course! Yes. At least now finally someone can speak to the fucking thing. <laughs> As you make your way further, further into the darkness... Rico, uh -huh. do you think you are safe enough to try to translate some more of the book? Where, where are we at the moment? Wait, <laughs> has it been a day? Yeah, because remember they had, they slept for like that's right. Yeah, um, uh, try first some first aid. Oh, yeah, yes, you sure. can go ahead. If you'd like to try some first aid? You may go ahead. That's what? a hard pass for me. All right, that's one D. Okay, three I'm gonna HP. I'm gonna count that even though it fell. Yeah, it's that a three. All right, one D three HP. I, for I'm both almost of back you. to double digits, almost. And that's back up to four for me. That was a four, so count that as a three. Yeah, I got three as well. Down, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at nine. Yippies. Okay. You administer first aid. And then you continue your stumbling through the darkness. After about another hour of wandering aimlessly through the pitch blackness and the grey wall of mist, you finally, finally see something that raises your spirits. After struggling through some particularly thick undergrowth, you see a faint flickering glow up ahead. Campfires! Just then, a <laughs> shot rings out from the darkness ahead, narrowly missing you, Jesus Broden. fucking Christ! <laughs> who, who goes there? A shaky voice calls. Probably the last standing members of the throw. What the fuck are you firing at? <laughs> he says, Company. There are survivors of Company B. We're the D. only two left. No, we're, aren't we in Company B? We in company B? We're in no, company you're in Company C. C. Company C. I said, yeah. Yeah, sorry, man, Company C, but we know where Company B and D are. This <laughs> is Company C, second platoon, just like us. Oh, thank oh, God. Thank God. You see three sentries step out of the darkness, their guns still raised as if expecting some <laughs> trick. <laughs> my, my hands are well and truly over my head at this point. <laughs> then one of them recognises Broden and lets oh. out a whoop. Yeah, yeah, All three men cheer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. what do you fucking do? Two guys come back half fucking dead, believe me, yeah. Whoopie-doo, the cavalry is here. <laughs> With much handshaking and back-slapping. You were both welcomed home. Mm. The sentry who initially challenged you introduces himself. Challenge. Private Morgan. Is that his hand? Robert Morgan, mm. come in! Come into camp. Shit shot. Mm. He says, Come, I'll take you right to Whittlesea. Oh, yeah, we have one of the few things to say. Fucking <laughs> Whittlesea at this point. The narrow valley is devastated. 
tall the trees have fallen, or else stand as splintered wooden skeletons, charred and black. Shell craters cover the land, leaving dunes of mud and rubble scattered about, almost as if the heavy surface of the sea during a storm was frozen in clay, cowering among the devastation in torn, ragged uniform, faces lean and wild with hunger, lurk the survivors of Battalion 308. In the little groups of three or four to a foxhole, soldiers huddle around weak campfires, covered in mud, comforting the <clears throat> wounded. You pass more than one man who has died, frozen in his sleep. No one eats. There is no food. Medical supplies have run out days ago, leaving only the comforts of the chaplain to help brighten the wounded. Oh, yeah, he's big fucking help. <laughs> I'm the last priest. I'm not going near him. Heads turn as you pass. And to eyes brighten, you can almost hear the excited whispers spreading in your wake. Are we relieved? No! Have they finally broken through? Oh, hell no! A small crowd gathers, following you in rapt anticipation. Uh, A chill rain begins to fall. Your boy's gonna be disappointed. <laughs> Near the middle of the devastated pocket, you come to a deep crater, covered with a blanket. Within, huddled around a lamp, are Whittlesey and the remains of his staff. The Major's grim face looks up at you, spectacles gleaming. Survivors of Company C, sir, says Private Morgan. Good God, Whittlesey says. Report! He looks at you. If you want to call it survived. If you want to call this a report. What report would you like to give to him? Uh, We're fucked, man. Yeah, We're all say, fucked. Yeah, you know what? No, not even gonna go. You know, I don't care. They're gonna probably court-martial me for saying all this, but going, this whole thing's a shit show. There's B. We found him. We we found companies B and D. They're dead, but their corpses are now roaming the fucking land, killing off everyone else and adding it to their side. We are in an absolute fucking nightmare scenario. Here's a book. Here's a fucking crystal. Hell on earth has erupted underneath our feet. We are a grade 100% American dog food style fucked. I'm sorry. Fuck, sir. Hey, sorry, sir. Whittlesey listens carefully to your report, saying nothing until the end. He then simply nods as he placed the books and the crystal before him turns to his seconds in command and he says interesting tale sergeant ryan <clears throat> you can say that again so first of all um these two fellas are looking rather uh beat mm. does uh can we send a man to get hot food and yeah, there is there is no food. fucking food uh, we'll see coffee Guys. anything Whittlesey nods, he says. Any blankets? They're clearly shell-shocked. Mm-mm, no sir, not shell-shocked here. Sit down. I am shooketh. Yeah, says, shell-shocked my ass. <laughs> if it were any other situation, I would have them relieved of duty. But, so given the situation... Yep. Who's the worst out of them at the moment? So probably health. Rico. I've got back to full health. Because I've got a bit of psychology. Mm, would you like to help oh, yeah, no, no, some calm him down? Yes, would you like to restore some of his sanity? Go ahead, yeah. make oh, a psychology coffee. Technically speaking, yeah. his sanity is worse off than mine. I've just been temporary. Yeah. I'm, I'm still What's well, okay, if you attempt a psychology it's check, just, I'm get still, a bonus. I believe I'm still temporarily insane. I'm just uh, not interested in, in sugarcoating this shit. Can I... 
push that? Yes. Yeah, forgot the turn. Just temporarily insane and not caring for the whole champion, just going. 78, I didn't help you whatsoever. Probably made you worse. You're trying to understand what the hell's going on. It's like, yeah, no, this guy is absolutely. This boy is well and truly off the fucking deep end. Not all his dogs. His dog stopped barking a while ago. You do not manage to calm them any, but you manage to make out something that makes a slight bit of sense in their report. They seem to be suggesting that there will soon be an attack. And so you report this yes. to Major You really Wilson. have to emphasize the fact that it's an attack by dead men. We are going to be attacked by dead men that can't be fucking killed. We have seen these guys, these things ourselves. Literally the entirety of Company B and Company D, plus any Germans or Frenchmen they have killed along the way, all in their ranks. We've seen that it takes at least a good... Just Two dozen shots to kill these things. This is not a fucking so, fight. Settle down, settle down. You uh, fucking tell me to settle down. I will go for insubordination. I don't point, fucking care. We haven't experienced yeah, any yeah, of this. Yeah, so yeah my just guy mean, is just like, no, you guys okay. need um, to understand how utterly okay, okay. fuck. Sit down, have a coffee. Just relax. Become fucking relax, man. What you don't understand is you guys have seen this. I haven't. You're probably just going on these guys are completely stuck raving at this point. <laughs> so you're either being bombarded with shells or well, only um, once or twice, or the, their brains have been addled by some chemical weapon, or yeah. So I have a little quiet so word to you're just, uh, doing, you're just doing the whole. No, no. Well, there's definitely an attack of some sort. These guys might just be exaggerating a yeah. little bit. Just you a little... do definitely tell your commander that. At the very least, their talk of an attack should be taken seriously. seriously. Double the guard. But for now, you order a you order some hot tea for everyone. It's nice to see that you're sticking to true to like you know an officer in yeah. that time of going. Yes, yes, that's all well and good. Get the fuck back out there and keep fighting. You've <laughs> yeah. got and this. As you are both handed small metal cups of tea. You drink them, savouring them, and they seem to bring a momentary calm after everything you've experienced. You gain 1d3 sen. Right, is there... That's threes. Now, he's brought the books and that with him, hasn't he? Yes, yes. he has. Books and crystals. Did we still... Did we get that? Oh yeah, uh, that was some shit tea. Yeah, the translated. Was that really was some of it's been translated. I, some of it yeah, hasn't. I'm more than happy to keep yeah. working on it now that I've got five minutes to sit down. Very well. Because I've got cryptology and history. I have a cult. I, I, I want to ask around: Is there any spare fucking ammunition? <laughs> Something, anything. I got uh, five good. I've got four. Yeah. I've got four of these gentlemen. Four with I would was. like you to please make, uh, Mister. I'd like you please to make a military science check to press your rank, organize some of these disparate troops, and get a resupply to these guys. We're only 24 for a cult, and I'm gonna sit down and bring more. 73. I might push that. He's a 51. 51. So just a normal pass. Just a normal pass. You call some privates around and you ask them about the supply situation. They give you a quick rundown of what you have redistribute some of it to different groups and manage to get for these guys one use of a medical kit yes. and two spare clips oh, each. There you go. Oh, two spare clips. So we've got an extra we got a spare clip each and I got a medical waste. kit. I'll take it. I'll take it. Whittlesey tasks you to sit down and he 
commends you for your valor and then tells you of the battalion's current situation. Two days ago, they managed to send a request by Pigeon for relief. In response, oh, no. a shelling barrage began, which inadvertently hit the battalion, killing nearly a hundred. Sporadic German attacks have since kept the men on edge. The food is used up, they're without most of their medical supplies, people are dying of exposure, and about half the battalion is dead or incapacitated. There's been no word of any relief or resupply. Yesterday, Captain McMurdy issued a standing order to all company commanders. Our mission is to hold this position at all costs. No falling back. Have this understood by every man in your command. Whittle C leans in and asks you, do you understand what he is saying? He is running out of able-bodied men to command and will need you to fight one last time. How many Sabaton references can we go? We've just mm-hmm. gone to the last stand. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, well, there's... Yeah. We, we... We can't go. There's nowhere else we're going to be able to go, so what the fuck else are we going to do? Well, let's see if you're with friends. Ah, yeah, because it's worked yeah. out so well for us Yay! the last couple. Would you like to just run through a list of how the last handful of friends we've had died? Does it work out well for the friends? <laughs> he says, we have some time before we need to organize. You'd best rest up while you can, and then I'll put out word of an impending attack. So, I would like <laughs> Officer Ryan to please make a military science check to get some defensive positions set up. That is a 35, so just a hard pass. Lovely. So you spend the time before the word comes out of the attack just reorganising some soldiers. You go there, you go there, you in that, you to that artillery gun, you there in that nest, and basically build up as good a defensive perimeter as you can around the battalion with the resources you have. Meanwhile, Rico, I'd like you to make a French check, please. Is a 12, so it's a hard pass. You sit down in Whittlesey's foxhole, drinking your tea and writing, translating another marked passage in the book. Oh, 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 that's gonna be interesting. This one purports to be a passage taken out of the Al Azbrat. And as you translate this, the meaning of that term finally springs into your head. The Al as Rudd, also known in some occult circles as the Necronomicon. Am I reading pages for the bloody Necronomicon? Oh, no wonder I'm fucked. Yeah. So, go uh, ahead and read uh, if you can. Uh, a lot of fun words in this one, so it'll be interesting. Uh, did a mighty wizard learn great power from demons which dwelt in the earth there? Long have they slept in Catalogue's rays that roused them to waking when he did slaughter the folk of Bane. No? Ah, oh, Bane. The anguish of the dying as they slowly roasted was heard by the demons, and they did think of the tears of the dying sweeter than any honey. The demons did roam in the land by night, drinking the souls of sleepers that they did fall. Ill did die. Tanal did learn to speak unto them, and did learn their names, which is, uh, what is it, Lo... Uh, Loigo. Uh, Loigo. 
From the stars they have come when the world was young. In ancient mood they enslaved the peoples of the earth. From the lands of Apollonia and the wild yes, woods beyond, <laughs> they rule a great empire. And did make the men of those lands raise great stones and lines and circles in reverence to them. Strange mark like leprosy did they place upon their worshippers in punishment, and they did great conflagrations of fire did they, which they did smite their enemies. Formless they are and unseen, spirits which no wall may bar. Tales of the ancients speak of the loyal Gal, mm. taking dread shapes when in time of need, that such feats did greatly weary them. The Loigor were driven from the earth in the time of, I believe it says Tesh? Tesh. Oh, Tesh. Tesh. Yep. Tesh by their slaves, as humans joy in their hearth and their bane. In deep caverns they wait, drawn by pain and suffering, to drink new souls. Much as they teach Katal of the folk of Rilk and Fori? Uh, I can't read that one, my voice backwards, fuck it. Photogen, I think. Eh, uh, uh, something O-R-E-E-N. I'm pretty sure it's an L. Uh, yeah, it'll just be some words. Yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. This yeah. Rico doesn't know how yeah. to pronounce it. He's having a bad day, give him five minutes. And from them did he learn mighty magics. Finally, Natal did learn of the Loigors a great secret. The Unseen Ones did venerate a god, a great daemon, chained beneath the black volcano in Mu. The beast... Uh, ah, yes, the great old one will yes. be pronounced. Uh, let me see, let me see. Where did I find it? Where did I bloody find the. I was reading from it before. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, there we go. Um, Gatanathoa. Uh, really? Gatanathoa, okay. Yep. Which they taught of the men of Mu to venerate. The beast they called their lord stains at his bonds, longing to run the world again, as he did when the great ones of Rhea did walk freely on the earth. So hideous is its visage, that all men who see him, mm. dread lord of the volcano, are turned to stone, yet their brain still lives in imprisoned madness, tortured by unending memories of the foulness that is his name. Long have the Loigor toiled to free him, but the race of men is too abundant, and their power has waned their fall. In caves below the ground, their power flows freer. Beware pits and ravines. Uh, hence why they throw them in there before. In times of strife, they rise from their cold caverns to drink the souls of sleepers, drawing power that might rend the chains that bind their god and send its halt roaming. Surely that would be the end of men, as none might withstand him. The Tal helped the Loigor in the summoning. And stirred, but the misery of his tyranny was not enough, and so the way was not opened, yet Catal did see a vision of the lord of the volcano, and was turned to stone. Still he sits in the caves. Atal Quired? That looked good as my guess. His terror undying. Still did the demons plague the lands. While Hermit in the Wasted then spoke a great chant which did break the demons' power. A chant which reads thus. Oh, good lord, I can't begin to try that one. <laughs> well, you could, in there. You, could re you could do a roll to read that when the time comes, so uh, that's fine. That's, I could probably take a stab at it now, just to see how it goes. I'd sit that way, I'll sit that Nutakash, Loigor, Mishted. Kirsuko, Teash, Akate, Giesht, 
Tal Akid Doref. Something thereabouts. Ah, you uncovered the chant that will banish the Loy Gore oh. at their temple node. Which will see signs you wore to a post of the northern perimeter for guard duty. Word of the impending attack filters quickly through the pocket, and as the soldiers move to their post, as the soldiers move to their posts, they express looks of grim determination and utter hopelessness for the attack that is about to come. You finally reach your foxhole, a makeshift machine gun and artillery nest, manned by three scared soldiers, Privates Coleman, Kaplan, and Johnson. The three of you and Private Robert Morgan climb into the foxhole. Some meagre camping gear is set up in the shell crater, but the post's most welcome feature is the Browning machine gun with a hundred rounds of ammunition left. Geopolicus, I wish we really had someone that was good with artillery right about fucking now. (laughs) (laughs) I am, I I have artillery. You know, how much artillery did Boomstick have? The men also have rifles, and each of them holds one grenade. Each of them holds one grenade. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> After introductions have been made, you settle in with the group. The three men, little more than boys, ask you questions about your grim about your ordeal as the grim waiting game oh. begins. What do you tell them? Can can I just uh, pull each to a side for a second? Just yep. A, a little closer, fellas. I would recommend you um, don't tell them too much. Just tell them the basics and uh, try to keep their minds on their jobs. <laughs> I'll tell you about. I, I know it's harsh and and whatnot to let them know what they need to expect, but we don't need people going crazy. Keep firing until they stop moving. <laughs> yeah. Please make a psychology check. <laughs> Sounds well spoken. I like uh, that. That is a one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so uh, because of that, the next sound check that the three of you have will be done with advantage. Holy oh, shit! Thank you. Thank you. Well sir. done. <laughs> Step up into the role, boys. <laughs> An hour passes, then another. Men scramble from foxhole to foxhole, whispering tensely to each other. The first rays of the morning sun begin to appear on the horizon as the camp descends into a chaotic bustle of activity. Some men pray softly to themselves, staring at photos of loved ones. Some sing half-heartedly, holding right to memories of home. The tension grows tangible in the chill air. Then, the first shots ring out. Off to your left, on the western perimeter, gunshots echo deafeningly. Then, off ahead, in the dusk, in the shadowy, dusky, in the shadow of the dusk, in the trees, more gunfire rings out, accompanied by screams. Two sentries come running out of the tree line, directly at you. What? Run! They're coming! Runs one screams and the other wails <coughs> in terror. Privates Coleman, Kaplan, 
Johnson and Morgan all shift nervously, terror creeping across their faces. Just then, you all hear a noise behind you, and an officer jumps into your foxhole. Listen up, he says. Ryan, I'm counting on you to keep order here. They're all around us and in force. Whatever you do, hold this position. Got it? Sir, yes sir. Good. With that, the officer climbs out and runs to the next guard post. Gunfire rings out everywhere now, accompanied by grenade blasts. Explosions light up the greyness of the early morning, and then shapes appear, moving through the trees. A line of soldiers, dressed in both German and American uniforms, walking steadily forward. Fucking machine gun, you open everything you have on that goddamn crowd! <laughs> what is your dex there, Officer Ryan? Alright, Dex, he's 50. Alright, so Rico, you get to choose what to do first. Technically all of it. Yeah, we've all got 50. Alright. I say let the infantry man roll first. Infantry, yep, Broden, you're up first. Get on the goddamn gun and start firing. the machine gun. Cannon to the left of them. Cannon to the left of them. Oh no! Man, just absolutely. Make an artillery check. God damn it, you open up that damn gun and you frickin' launch everything you've got. That is... Can I spend one life to make it a hard pass? Yes, you can. Yeah, fucking rail off. Go for the legs, go for the head. Okay, Anything that roll... looks like it can hold a gun, fucking make sure it's lost. Roll the damage of 4d6 and double it, please. Dear God! Nice. Right. You, you rip the machine gun and <laughs> fire at the oncoming Take enemy. <laughs> and roll well. <laughs> <laughs> May the odds be forever in your favour. Okay, we've got a 1, 5, five 1, and a 3. And double it, so what I've got? 6, six 7, eight, nine, 10, that'd be 20. So 20 doubled is... Okay! 100% chance of destruction! Yes! <laughs> you fuck you, Fire crush. the machine gun into the, un, into the oncoming mass. Immediately reducing... <laughs> Two of them oh. to dust under really? machine gun fire. The bullets pound into the rest of them and the privates beside you f begin firing at the enemy. Rico, you're up next. What would oh. you like to do? I've only got a rifle and what's left of my fraying sanity. Fuck this. Just fire a goddamn shot at them. Alright. Mm -hmm. Go and make a firearms check. That's uh, a 49, so it's literally scraped through by the... Uh, Yep, you teeth. may roll your damage. Tell the men when they're close enough to lob the grenades. Yep. Yes, that will be <laughs> for the officer to do. Five, two... That's going to be 12 points of damage. 120... Halves to 60, 60% chance of destruction, and bang, you fire a shot, it hits one of the German soldiers in the head, his helmet bouncing off, but gaping <coughs> wound in his forehead, he continues shambling forwards. <coughs> Officer Ryan, it is your turn, what would you like to do? I've only got a pistol, so mm. I'm standing behind these two. Giving orders. Patting yep. them on the back. Good jobs, lads! Good job! Would you like Keep to, it up! Would you like to make a military science check to 
to tell them to throw their the grenades, grenades when they get close enough. Uh, Cole, Johnson, Morgan, yeah. and the yeah, other fellow. Go! Go! Get your grenades yeah. ready! Anyone with a goddamn grenade, throw uh, them if you smoke them if you go. 76, can I push that? Yes, you can. Yeah. Smoke them if you go. Oh. Oh. Well, those are the designs. They, they look at you. All they heard was no, they, no, they no. say, Yeah, yes, yes, sir! And they turn with their rifles firing dice on by a bunch of fucking children. <laughs> the enemies draw closer. They shamble out of shadow and are now fully visible in the early morning light. Suddenly, their pallid, rotting skin is visible and they're quite. Clearly, obviously, walking corpses. Would you like you all to make a sand check with advantage? Uh, we've already seen them. Oh, yeah, you already have oh, yeah. Just obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like cool. A... So we've got our advantage one. Sand check yeah. with advantage. Hey, I'm just giving Turgrad a look at going, hey, well, remember how I was asked? <laughs> Do I still have to roll again? Or? Well, you can roll again to see if you can get a better block. Well, hey, 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 I was going to say, just that whole point, just turn my hand One sand. Hey, Sarge, remember how you told me to calm down because I was overreacting? Guess what? The sight of these rotting monstrosities is too much for Coleman, Kaplan, oh, and Johnson. Oh, you fucking and the dare. three privates climb out of the foxhole and fucking flee screaming Can I take the one night. of their goddamn grenades off them before they go? The fourth Wait, private. Where are they running off to? They're just running off into the did battlefield. They at least leave their grenades. Oh, running off into the battlefield. Hey, guess what? Hot shot. No, <laughs> yes. no, we're not fucking shooting them for we're desertion. The we're gonna shoot the grenades. <laughs> the fourth... The fourth yeah, private, Private Morgan, looks at the oncoming enemies and then he reaches for his grenade oh, and hurls it at All the right. oncoming horde. I take back what I said about Morgan before, at least he had the balls Boom! to stay. His throw is spot on. The grenade explodes and three of the creep, three of the corpses go flying, turned into mush. Good man, Morgan. He then sees five more coming covers his eyes with his hands, kneels down in the foxhole and begins uh, muttering, no. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh, oh dear. no! <laughs> and this is how it happened. <laughs> oh no. The creatures shamble closer, close enough now to begin climbing into the foxhole. Shit. I would like the three of you to please make dodge checks. Yes, I do. That's a 31, so that's a pass. That is just a pass. That's a 99. Can I push that, or you is that combat? Ah, uh, that's combat, unfortunately. Oh, dear. So you cannot. Shit. Well, right, nice going, you Sarge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we so, know what we're dealing with. You're just like, what the actual fuck? Oh, is, is the machine gun mounted, or...? It is mounted. You can just turn around and go, <laughs> when it's your turn. Yeah. Um... The creatures begin to tumble into the foxhole, slashing wildly at you with their long fingernails and stabbing with their bayonets on the ends of their guns. Rico, you manage to dodge out of the way that both Sergeant Ryan and Private Broden hit. You each take... Six points of oh, damage as they shit. plunge their really bayonets glad I didn't, into your flesh. I am really, really glad I didn't. Uh... You've suffered a major wound. Fuck, oh, which means you guys are gonna wall this shit now. Okay, Lieutenant uh, Private Broden, your turn. What would you like to do? 
machine gun. Turn around. Just... Turn around. Okay. I'd like both of you to please duck with dodge checks. Oh god, hang on. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! I failed. Oh no! Oh fuck me! We will see what happens. Ninety-two. Failed. Oh, no! Oh, no. no. You've you just okay. killed your commanding officer. Oh no! Oh, and probably me as well. All around the din of gunfire and the screams of the dying are deafening. Soldiers run every which way, pursued by the walking right. dead. But it appears the defensive line is remaining solid for now. Broden, make an artillery check, please. That is just a normal pass. Of 33. Pass. Okay. First of all, roll a luck check. See if you're gonna hit those two yeah, guys. You're See. rolling a luck check. Yeah. You failed. You'd like to push the luck check. Oh, and yes. push that. But if you fail, they'll get hit worse. <laughs> You failed, you were fucked. Well, you just killed us all. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's Thanks. 91! Yep, we're fucked. Okay, I'd like you two to make luck checks, please. <laughs> oh, fuck me. I only. Do you know how much luck I have? 86, so that I can failed. be pushed. That could be pushed. Oh, well, well, fuck it. I'm dead anyway. Yes! I passed! You passed. Fucking the second of I've just, se I've just seen right. him move the gun go, oh, fuck! <laughs> Meanwhile, you're right. still just Me, in the game. I'm still caught up with these fuckers. I'm like, what the? Too Go late. ahead and roll the 4d6 damage. Well, I'm. Oh, fuck. You just killed the commanding officer. He may have killed the commanding officer. I mean, may. He has like. See. Freaking. He's got like four yeah. health. He's dead. Yeah, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, le 11, 15, 21. 21, okay. So that I'm is. More than dead. You are that paced. Is, so here's the good news. You have a 105% chance of destroying the undead. But. And as the three. <clears throat> as the clump of undead begin to pour into the foxhole, the browning automatic rifles' bullets make quick work of them, shredding them to pieces. The bad news. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that. The bullets also shred Sergeant Ryan, who's trying to fight them off. Yeah. I'm He's so dry. sorry, you weren't even <laughs> in it for that long! Wow, you just, yeah, yeah. you realise even if you somehow make, we somehow make it through this, you're gonna get caught fucking court-martialed for treason, yeah. killing, killing of a superior officer. You, that's an execution right there, you're done. The battle rages around you, bodies get cut to ribbons, men scream, firing wildly into the battlefield. With Sergeant Ryan gone, the defensive perimeter in this section of the valley yeah. appears to be <coughs> falling. Sorry. You single-handedly have fucked this entire offensive Grenade line. explosions light up the valley. The dead seem to be just too many. The valley will surely be overrun. I'd like both of you to make spot hidden checks, please. Uh, you're going to draw me yeah. soon anyway, so... Yes. Yes. <laughs> They're all the one. Yeah, that's good. That's a 20. <laughs> While I'm lying face down in the dirt after nearly getting shredded by machine gun fire, just pull my head up and go, huh. Critical and hard. 
In the thick of the fight, you notice a group of men in ill-fitting uniforms running through the battlefield. What catches the eye is the face of one of them who stops and looks around. He has a massive growth on the right side of his no. head. These men are cultists in disguise, and they seem to be taking advantage of the ensuing chaos well, to cross through the battlefield over to the other side of the valley where God. you know the black stone that Fucking Rico tripped bastards. over lies. Well, oh. settle up, dumbass. We're going to have to try and fucking <laughs> stop these ourselves. Shit. Okay. Yeah, two guys with fuck all ammo. Yeah. Let's see how we do this. So, are you going to climb out of the foxhole and go after them? Because that uh, seems to be the only thing well, you can do. First things first, the other guys. Did any of the other guys drop their fucking guns when they went there and run for it? No, but Private Morgan, who's just muttering, Oh dear, oh dear. And Morgan, oh get dear. your fucking ass up, we're not done yet. <laughs> Psychology check, please. Psychology, I'm just yelling at the fucking yeah, guy. But Luckily, that's a 26, come. that's a pass. Hey. <laughs> You get your ass moving. This he is stops a... muttering, climbs to his feet, and looks at you with resolve written on his face, brandishing yeah. his gun, trembling in his hands. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'd like to take. I'd like to take his. I know it's not going to. Yeah, help. take one his fucking um, bit, but I'll take the forty-five. As take the forty-five. Yep, yeah, as a last resort. Okay. Might as well get some use. Yeah. Um, how much extra would it uh, take to carry the machine with the machine gun? <clears throat> That removing it from its emplacement will weigh you down quite considerably, okay, yeah. but you can if you want. Well, my strength is at eighty. Yeah, just the same. It will give you a penalty on your dex checks if which you're going is to. only at fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, we got we have what like eleven, yeah, ten. Nine bullets in total to work with, plus where the fuck the other. Yeah, sure. Three fucking <laughs> privates going to try and stop. Before you leave the foxhole, I'd like you both to make luck checks. Uh, sure, why not? Yeah, you know. Hey, you I got six. I got nineteen. I actually passed. Hey, sir. No, wait, no. So, yeah, you failed yours Sorry. big time. You find there in the foxhole two fragmentation grenades hey. and a trench shotgun. Fully loaded with no spare ammunition. Yeah. I've got 17 shotgun rifles. Fine. Take all the fucking fun. <laughs> Just at least give me a grenade. I can't throw, but at least I can. Yeah, you can get the trick. Take both good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give one to. No, I'll take one. I'll give one to um Morgan. He seems a good throw. As for me, both the 45 and the hand grenades are literally last resort. Whether it's to follow in Boomstick's footsteps or just go. Nope! <laughs> it's effective. It's worked. Yeah. <laughs> Whose footsteps am I following in? Boomstick or our lovely German friend? <laughs> Let's okay. find out. So, first of all, Private Broden, I'd like you to make a navigate check to determine which direction the cultists have gone. Through that the is a 20. That's 20. Okay, that will be very helpful. Thank God. We'll climb out of the foxhole and begin running through the battlefield. Both of you, dex checks with advantage, please. Alright. I don't need the advantage. That's, That's a five. It's a, a hard. I got a fourteen. I wish you had this kind of luck when you weren't gunning down our superior yeah, yeah. officer. <laughs> Can't help but stress that part. <laughs> Sorry. No. Yeah. Ask the dead. Tell the dead how you feel about that. I'm sure they'd be very forgiving. <laughs> oh, this will reflect, reflect poorly on me at work. You run through. <laughs> you run through the. You run through the chaotic battlefield as soldiers attempt to fight off. 
the undead with their bayonets, using the butts of their guns as clubs, fighting for their lives. You duck and weave your way through, following in the footsteps of the cultists. And when you reach the hole at the other side of the valley, you find the great black stone lying next to the crater, partially unearthed by the shelling. A thin space, almost hidden by shadow, runs beneath the megalith, just big enough for you to crawl into. Start with you, it's gonna end with you. First. Yeah, why the fuck not? Let's go. Well, well, he kind of has to live for yeah, continuity I'm... reasons. Ah, don't hey? worry. Who? Morgan. Morgan. Don't worry. Smithy's character. Yeah, don't worry. Oh, I've got plans. Right. Oh, oh yes. wow, that's ominous. <laughs> um, Alright, well then, yeah, just send him down. Morgan. <laughs> Morgan. Send the one guy who can't fail. <laughs> Morgan nods with resolve and just oh, whispers. Oh. Oh dear. Yeah, just, As he drops down yeah. on his knees and oh, crawls yeah, into the darkness. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd probably go first since, like, eh, it doesn't really matter who goes first at this point. We're fucked either way. Let's get this over with. You wait a few moments and about 20 seconds later, he calls up in a wavering voice. Ah, uh, it appears there's nothing down here. For sake, stop yelling. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I would like both the both of you to please make dex checks. As you oh, crawl a, into that's the, a four. That's a thirty-four. Yeah, my boy is just eager to get this fucking over with. Just fuck, 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 fuck. Like, too much. Yeah, where were all these passes before? <laughs> what? Fuck. Before when? When exactly were you? Hmm. You, oh, no, you mean like when? Ryan was riddled with bullets. Yeah, there's no saving Sergeant Ryan. You <laughs> crawl into the small gap and find yourselves in a narrow tunnel which soon opens into a subterranean nook walled with megaliths emblazoned with spiral motifs. You catch up with Morgan, a look of utter terror on his face, but resolve. And then you see a set of worn steps descending into the darkness. The sound of frenzied chanting echoes up from the depths. Broden's crystal begins to glow blue again. The final battle is at hand. The stairs lead down into a great underground chamber about a hundred feet across. The walls are lined with megalithic stones and the ceiling is a carefully constructed dome of slabs. The stones are covered with spiral carvings, zigzagging lines, and painted murals showing men worshipping great spirals, and serpents rising from the earth. The art is even more spectacular than that mm. in the underground temple you discovered mere days ago. No here for the artwork. But <laughs> what draws your eyes is a great stone archway in the centre of the cavern, standing on a raised dais in the archway. There is a strange green substance, wavering like a green gas, wobbling as it slowly gains form. Stone altars surround it on three sides, stained with fresh blood and covered with brightly glowing candles. Whispers echo through your minds, and you can feel the presence of the unseen evil, so thick you can almost be touched. The air is charged with energy. You could feel all your hair standing on end. Before the arch, kneeling, are ten men in American uniforms. Arms raised skyward. Voices raised in a strange lyrical chant. 
as you begin to watch the air in the center of the archway begins to shimmer and glow, turning a, turning a deeper green. Something stirs in that pale green glow. Is it possible Some... I could just start muttering the goddamn counter to the other chair yeah, under my like breath to? as we go? Yeah. <laughs> just start muttering it. <laughs> Something stirs in the pale green glow. Something withdraw, which draws ever closer. Mm. I would like you... Rico, if you'd like to just pull out the book and begin chanting. Well, I feel like I've probably made sure I yeah. memorized the damn thing, so I'm just ranting it off the top of my head. Make a power check, please. Oh, come on, baby. It's a 39. It's a, a pass. It's probably like a hard pass, but we'll take it, we'll take it. You pull out the book and you begin chanting. There is a tiny spark of blue light that emerges in the middle of the archway, but it's quickly snuffed out by the green light as the ten cultists overpower your chant with their own private, private, uh, Broden. What would you like to do? Success if we thin out some of the numbers, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I'm, uh, yeah, that, that's love that frag. All three at once. Yeah, alright. You could throw three at once. Right. We have three grenades. Yeah. yeah. What, you have one of each? Frag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Morgan's got one too. We found two as we went, Morgan has one. Oh, I thought we only found one. No, we found, found two. two and Morgan also has one. Yeah, so lob the fucking lot of them right at that goddamn crowd. Doesn't matter, we're about to, I wouldn't bother about writing it because yeah. we're about to throw the damn thing. Yes. Um, no. I'd, I'd, let's lob two and keep one in case. Right. Just yeah. in Either way, just thin the numbers. <laughs> right. Just, right. There's less of them I can actually Make try. Make a check, please, Broden. And just sit there in the background, just going, yeah, 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 That is a 17. Oh, sweet Ooh, Jesus. Lovely. That's a You pull the pin on the fragmentation grenade and hurl it towards the clump of cultists. They make no reaction to the grenade landing next to them. Good. Boom! It explodes, sending half of them flying in multiple directions, blood and gore scattered everywhere. Good. Back to Chin. Morgan pulls his. No, save it. No, actually, technically, yeah. can, we take one? can we take one of his? Or... Well, he's got yeah. one and you've got one, but you're chanting. Yeah. Fair so enough. I, I've used two, you've got one. You used one, Morgan's got one, he's got one. There was three all together. Yeah, he threw two, so you can see through yours and Oh, alright, yep, Morgan doesn't have his then. Morgan raises his rifle and he says, Oh, oh dear! And he fires at the cultists. And he misses. Wait, two grenades, though. You'd think that would get rid of them. It took over, it took, well, half, it took half of them. Half of them. Yeah. Morgan's bullet slams uselessly into the stone archway. Shit. The cultists continue chanting. Rico, what would you like to do? As the din of the chanting grows louder and louder. Mm. Probably try... Do, do we want me to just keep trying to chant just to at least try and hold them off while yeah. you guys take them keep, out? Keep chanting. Alright, well I'll just keep chanting to see if I can have more success <laughs> with uh, half the field missing. Mm -hmm. So it's another... Um, Wrong for this? Uh, this would be a hard power check, though. Ah. Can I push that? Yes, you can. Shit. Mm. You 
chant as hard as you can, but you cannot overpower the cultists. The air in the archway begins to waver. I'm gonna take that last Broden. grenade thicker and time. And thicker. Private Broden, it's your turn. Another grenade. Make a throw check, please. Uh, can I push that? Yes, you can. That's a three! Fuck me dead. Boom! <laughs> One guy turns around half a second just going, ah, oh, grenade <laughs> explodes, <laughs> reducing four of the cultists to red mist. Morgan steps forward, raises on, his rifle. Come on, Morgan. Silently mutters something with wavering lips. <laughs> Bang! He rolled a two. Hey! The last cultist's head pops. The chanting immediately stops. Okay, Rico, go, 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 go. make a power check, please. Come on, you son of a bitch. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's a pass. Cavern is now silent, save for you chanting out of the book. Just, just on repeat. The, the green air in the archway still swirling, but now there's veins of blue light running through it. Then, something you never wanted to hear. The cultists chanting continues as the unseen Loigor take oh. up the chant. Their deep inhuman voices deafening. A whirlwind sweeps to life, blowing dust and debris all about. You each take one point of damage as you are buffeted, buffeted with rocks, pieces of sleet and dirt. And from now on, you must make a successful dex check in order to make any action as the terrible wind restricts your movement. Only the chant from the tome can counteract this. I'm working on it! Private Broden, what would you like to do? Alright, so... Would you like to try to join in the chant? Yeah, I'd like to read a book. Yeah, I'll try to do a read. Okay. Would you like to make a hard power check, please, as you are trying to follow along as best you can? Can I spend five? Yes, you can. Do it. Wait. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right, because you got me hard, sorry. Yep. Okay. Morgan, seeing what you're doing, steps up, peers over your shoulder into the book, and begins to read the chant. He succeeds on his hard power yes! check. The vein of blue light begins to grow stronger in the middle of the archway. Then, suddenly, there's a clap of what sounds like thunder, and... A shape begins to form no, out of the buffeting winds. No. A huge creature materializes, vast and reptilian. Oh. It resembles a huge four-legged serpent, a dragon. Twisted horns rise from its head, and spines run the length of the thing's back. Slime oozes over its glistening scales, and black ichor drips from its huge fangs thing is grossly misshapen, its limbs of different lengths, and one eye sits lower than the other in its terrible face. The huge thing, as it soon as it materialises, takes up most of the cabin, coiled around and around with a deafening shriek. It strikes. Which of you at the lowest slot? 29. 29. Okay. Rico. 
hold the book aloft as the Lygore opens its maw and rolls its neck in your direction. Make a dodge check. Uh, oh, fine. And this is technically against combat, does it? Yes. Well, that was 92. Nice 90, guys. Shit. Yeah, Wallace's gonna go out in a horrible way. 46. Yeah. The maw closes around you, and you take. You take Quick dead. question: As it's coming for me, can I just casually pull the pin on the fucking hand grenade that's in my? You can. You can. You want to fucking eat me? Go ahead. <laughs> would you like to throw the book? Yeah, pass that gift. Throw the book to you, and as it's coming to get me, just like, oh, I'm gonna give you such an indigestion. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Let's pull the pin on your grenade as it encloses its maw around you. You take. Dead. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, three. Yep. 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 Ah. 41 points oh. of damage. Well, the great. Big surprise, I don't have that much health. <laughs> the great dragon crunches you to bits, and as it chews, crunching your bones, the grenade goes off. Hello, Boom! Hello, beastie. The dragon roars in pain, distracted for just a moment. Broden, make a luck check. Come on, baby. That's a 16. Oh, thank you. That's a 16. The book lands at your feet, allowing you to scoop it right up. While the creature is distracted, make a coward check. Chant, you son of a bitch, chant! 59. Yeah, I'm using nine luck points. I, I burn the luck points at this point. <laughs> Go ahead, burn the luck points. Begin chanting furiously as Morgan chants along. The dragon begins to recover. It opens its maw, begins to inch its neck towards you. Then suddenly, there is a blinding flash of blue light as the energies of the summoning run amok. The dragon screams and explodes in a shower of green sparks. The stone archway shatters, sending debris flying throughout the room. Several severed tendrils lie on the great stone floor, twitching and dripping a yellow fluid. There is a great explosion, and you are knocked off your feet. Silence reigns, the crystal's light fades, plunging the cavern into total darkness. After a while, you wait, and then you reach a match and strike it, revealing nothing but debris, scorch marks, and scattered stone, the remnants of the Lygor's temple. Oh my god. You faintly make out the sounds of battle above and follow them to the exit. As you emerge from the cavern, the hill behind you collapses with a deep rumble, burying its horrors forever. The battle is ending, and the much-weakened American troops still hold the desolate valley somehow. The skies above have cleared, and the brooding clouds stare down, watching as they have always watched, knowing that with time, war will come to this place again, and the Loigor will be ready. Hand this hand out. Did to I me. fucking make it? Just, you, uh, well, we just give it a minute. It ends, he, uh, out of the corner of his eye, just before it all ends, he thinks he sees a ghostly figure of 
a uh, broomstick, just salute. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Kowalski turn around, with him. Yep, and Kowalski salute him, turn and walk off. Yeah, I thumped the court martial. You mm-hmm. survived, you lucky son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, inhabitants of Paris, victory. As the news of the signing of the Anderson's was known in official circles yesterday morning, the Paris Municipal Council set out to be posted all over the city, a stirring appeal to the population to celebrate the greatest victory ever won. How Paris responded to the appeal is told in a special article elsewhere. The poster reads as follows. Inhabitants of Paris, victory, triumphant victory. On all fronts, the defeated enemies has laid down his arms. Blood will now cease to flow. Let Paris throw off the noble reserve, which has been admired by the whole world. Pealing of church bells and boom of cannon announced the Parisians' signature of innocence and victorious end of war. News fires capital with frenzied joy. Seething multitudes swarmed through streets and boulevards, singing Marseille and acclaiming triumph of armed allies. Now since his sign, Germany has calculated that the war is won. A thousand church bells clanged out the news in joyous peals at 11 o'clock yesterday morning, while 1,200 guns told in thundering terms the victorious ends to the war. Private Broden is uh, awarded a medal for his bravery in the final battle, even though the authorities do not know what he truly fought against. They instead believe that he held his own against tens of Germans and provide him with the Congressional Medal of Honor. He is now known as Corporal Broden. But what else becomes of him? I was amazed, amazed he managed to get away with killing the <laughs> superior officer. I felt like that really should have been a. Uh... Let me have this! They're saying, yes, all the other There's soldiers. There's still more! There. All the other soldiers There's got still hurt. more, I need to find out. Okay. What house are we? Are you telling us, Keeper? The events of the battle never reach the ears of the high brass or the public, just as rumours of walking corpses are quickly shut down. Unfortunately, the accidental demise of Officer Ryan is also swept under the rug. You go away, Scott, for a military shit. bureaucracy. That said, what is your final sin, Bottle Broden? 41. 41, wow. And Corporal Broden, for his own worth, manages to live a rather peaceful life after the end of the war doing his best to retire into the life of a civilian. However, he is constantly plagued by nightmares and visions of what he fought during the Great War. And so, Broden, as the years pass and memories of the war fade into the mists of time, I'd like you to make one last sand check. <sighs> 75. <gasps> I still have that advantage. You do. I never oh, used it. Go ahead. Fuck off. I never fucking fuck used you. it. Fuck you. I never got the chance. Yes, you did. No, I never used the sanity check. No, you didn't actually. He I didn't know. actually get one. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. that's right. My last did. thing yeah, I get was right. a dodge check, which that's I... That's right. No, that's no. not important, <laughs> so he's not... Corporal Broden tries his best 
to resume a normal life, haunted by memories of what happened to him in the Argon. He tries to drink them away, tries to forget the memories of the other members of the Lost Battalion and what they faced together. Until the years pass by, his hair begins to grow grey, his face begins to wither with age, and he hears rumblings, reads articles in the newspaper that Germany has once again decided to march upon Europe. And so he packs away his uniform, his medal, his rifle, bundles them all into a suitcase and drives to a lonely seaside town, stands upon a cliff facing the sea, listens to the crashing waves, remembers how once upon a time they brought him peace, then places his suitcase on the ground, dresses in his uniform, places his medal around his neck. And as he seats, as he takes a seat on a park bench overlooking the sea, he opens his mouth, places the butt, places the barrel of the rifle within, and pulls the trigger. That is the end of Call of Cthulhu: No Man's Land. And all of us at Dungeons and Dagon, severe, we really hope you enjoyed uh, that special one-shot audio-only episode for Liam's birthday. Once again, happy birthday, happy birthday to birthday, Liam. Liam. <laughs> and may you join us again when evil once again rears its ugly head. Goodbye, listeners.